Dear family, 1. I love each of you dearly. I'm so thankful that you're taking steps to draw closer to Jesus by faithfully spending time in his word and also loving him intimately. 2. It's been over four years now since the Loving Jesus revelation was published. Most of the family has learned to practice it, and for many, loving Jesus intimately has become a natural part of life. Peter and I have received beautiful testimonies from many of you, expressing how you've been strengthened and refreshed through your intimate times with our wonderful lover and husband. 3. There are some of you, however, who are still struggling with accepting this revelation, or practicing it at all. Some of these struggles are due to questions you have about this revelation, some of which you have sent in, and so we have taken those to the Lord and have received his beautiful answers in reply. I pray these will be a help to those of you who are still finding it difficult to express your love for the Lord in this more intimate way. 4. The first GN of this series is directed primarily toward those who are not yet practicing the loving Jesus revelation. The Lord lovingly AD addresses your questions and concerns and urges you to take a step of faith in this area. 5. In later GNs in this series, there are questions and answers which I believe will be helpful for the entire family, those of you who are quite experienced in practicing the loving Jesus revelation, as well as those of you who are just beginning to take baby steps in loving him intimately. I pray that this series will inspire you, revitalize your relationship with the Lord, and draw you closer to Him, as you more fully realize how much He loves and desires each of you. His precious bride is more needed on the subject of loving Jesus. 6. Mama. Before starting on this GN series, I asked the Lord whether you, our precious family, needed more material on the subject of loving Jesus. The Loving Jesus series was very extensive and many of the questions that we've received from you on this topic over the past few years are actually covered in the original Loving Jesus GNs, MF number 3024, 25, Life Leans 22, MF number 3029, 33, Life Leans 25, as well as Loving Jesus Jewels, MF number 3045, Life Leans 23, and What a Husband and Lover, MF number 3098, Life leans 25. But since some specific questions have been brought up repeatedly, and we've prayed about them and passed on the Lord's counsel to various people, I felt led to share the answers he's given with you. 7. Here's the message the Lord gave when I asked him if he wanted me to share with you the additional counsel and answers he's given us about our uniquely intimate relationship with him. 8. Jesus speaking, give what I have poured forth on this subject in answer to their questions and needs. For some need strengthening of faith, strengthening of spirit, because although many have accepted this revelation and the answers that have been put forth in the GNs on this subject, the family will benefit greatly from having fresh input and fresh vision. 9. Feed the family all that you can now, while there is still time. These are the days of pumping out my words like never before, of strength and ing the family in all areas, of giving them the words of heaven to prepare for the days ahead. 10. So yes, give to them on the subject of loving me, for this is an important foundation stone, and one that is well worth strengthening. It will be time well spent, for it will bring forth good fruit in their lives and help those who have questions to find my answers and be strengthened. End of message from Jesus. 11. Mama. I pray that these GNs will be a blessing to you, and that as you carefully study them with an open mind and heart, 
you'll find answers to your questions and be strengthened in this area which the Lord called an important foundation stone. 12. In another message about this GN series, the Lord promised, I will fill the hungry with good things. I will fill the vacuum created for my words. I will pour out to those who seek the answers in humility, yieldedness and receptivity. Those few lines of prophecy contain the keys to getting the most possible out of these GNs. I'll list them in point form. 1. Ask the Lord to make you hungry for his words, to create a vacuum in your heart. 2. Seek the answers in humility and yieldedness. 3. Be receptive. 13. Having said that, I'd like to remind those of you who are struggling with loving Jesus that, as the Lord said when he first gave us the revelation, practicing the loving Jesus revelation is entirely your choice. It's voluntary. You won't lose your CM status if you choose not to practice loving Jesus. However, Peter and I certainly have encouraged it in the letters, and will continue to do so. That's because as one of the new weapons, it's imperative that each of us is able to benefit from the strength, power, anointing and closeness to the Lord and each other that it gives. It's not that Peter and I are trying to say you simply must love Jesus in this way. Rather we don't want you to miss out on the many blessings and benefits. Why keep promoting loving Jesus? 14. Q. Why is it that the new letters continue to highlight loving Jesus when it's not a charter requirement? It puts pressure on those people who have chosen not to apply the loving Jesus revelation in their lives and makes it difficult for them. 15. Jesus speaking, to do good and to communicate, forget not, for I am well pleased with such sacrifices. I am well pleased when you communicate with others, and I am well pleased and happy when you communicate with me. I am so happy when my brides come to me and express their love for me in this way, whether it be by love words, by masturbating and making love to me in the spirit, or by loving me with another. 16. Though it is a sacrifice, is it such a great sacrifice? You who have done such things do not consider it a sacrifice, though it was in the beginning for many of you. But now it has become a joy and a delight for many, and a time of pleasure both for you and me. 17. Yet there are those who do not wish to try it. They have gone so far, and have decided they will go no farther. Like the little child with the vegetables, they have looked at it and decided they know they don't want it because they've never had it before. 18. All who come to me must come to me willingly, and all who love me must love me willingly, so I do not make it mandatory. I cannot legislate righteousness, but neither can those who do not wish to partake of intimacy with me dictate what I pour out in the word to my family, to my children of David, to my many other brides. So I use these words to goad them slightly, to prick their consciences. And oh, how great this goad is for some, who know they should follow this move of the Spirit, who feel the tapping and conviction in their heart, but kick at it like the ox the ox goad. Some struggle against it so strongly for this very reason, because they feel the conviction so strongly. 19. I work to win my bride over little by little, in letter after letter. And as time passes I woo them more strongly, because their need for this intimate connection with me is greater as the days grow darker. End of message from Jesus. 20. Mama. I'm sorry that this is a point of discomfort for those of you who have chosen to not apply the loving Jesus revelation in your lives. If you feel the conviction of the Spirit pricking your heart every time the subject comes up, please don't just brush it aside. Ask the Lord if He's trying to speak to you or convict your heart to make some progress in this area. 
21. The Lord is bringing this up over and over because he wants each of you to fully understand why it's so important for you to voluntarily get on board with this particular move of the Spirit, so that you'll be well prepared in the troublous days ahead. 22. On this subject, Dad had the following to say. 23. Dad speaking. It's been made clear to the family within the original Loving Jesus series that if they don't want to believe it, they don't have to. But the fact is that the Lord wants the family to use the new weapons of the Spirit, and those who don't will be left behind in some areas. 24. Some people do need a little more time, and especially at the start, a lot of people needed time to adjust. Not everyone was able to jump in with both feet immediately, but by now most people are with it, at least taking small steps. The ones who aren't will find themselves lacking, because they won't have as much power as those who go all the way with him. The Lord has promised us special power in the end time, but how much we receive of it depends on how much we're willing to give of ourselves. So it's important to encourage people in loving Jesus. End of message from Dad. What qualifies as practicing the loving Jesus revelation? 25. Mama. I've gotten a number of personal letters from some of you dear ones that state how you haven't been able to put the loving Jesus revelation into practice in your life. Yet you go on to say, I say love words to the Lord, and I praise and thank him for his love during my times with others. Peter has also heard similar comments on his visits to various homes and areas. 26. This made me wonder whether some of you have the mistaken impression that in order to be practicing the loving Jesus revelation, you have to be engaging in every way possible to love Jesus intimately, saying love words to the Lord, masturbating in a private session with the Lord, including him on your dates with others, etc. 27. The Lord is more than happy to be included in every intimate moment you have or share with another person. But in order to be able to say, yes, I'm practicing the loving Jesus revelation, as part of the Lord's bride, and therefore I'm being prepared and outfitted for the last days, you need only be loving Jesus intimately by saying love words to him, and striving to make progress and continuing to grow in your love relationship with him. 28. Hearing that some of you who are taking steps to love Jesus intimately feel that you're not practicing the loving Jesus revelation just because you're not yet implementing every avenue of it concerned me. You should feel encouraged that you're making steps, and that the Lord is happy that you're saying love words to Him. Saying love words to Jesus is loving Jesus intimately as His bride, and you will reap the results and blessings and protection as a result of your yieldedness and willingness to obey. 29. There are other intimate and more humbling ways in which you can love the Lord, such as when masturbating or having a date with someone else. However, you don't have to be doing all of that in order to be living the loving Jesus revelation. Simply saying love words to him is fulfilling his request to love him intimately. Has the loving Jesus revelation changed? 30. In many messages that the Lord has given on the subject of loving him intimately and becoming his bride, he has encouraged those who have chosen to practice loving Jesus to go beyond just saying love words to him. He has challenged them to stretch their faith and show their humility by loving him with others, by masturbating while loving him, etc. In short, he's personally asked many individuals to love him to the limit, above the minimum put forth in the original Loving Jesus series and expressed his desire to be loved in a deeper way. 31. 
It seemed natural to me that the Lord wants as much love as we can possibly give him, but I wondered how these challenges from the Lord and the now stronger calls to love him intimately fit in with the original revelation, which was presented on a voluntary basis. I wondered if the Lord is now expecting more of us, since we've had some time to get used to the loving Jesus revelation. 32. I asked the Lord if he could please explain these things to us and give us his wonderful answers to the following questions. 33. How does the love in Jesus revelation being voluntary fit in with how you're urging us to love you more and more? Do you now expect those of us who have been loving you intimately to take another step and do more than just say love words to you, such as to also love you with others if we aren't already? Are you expecting those who haven't yet accepted the basic concept of saying love words to you to jump on board wholeheartedly, embracing all forms of loving you intimately? Or can they just say the love words as has been an option for the last four years? 34. Does the loving Jesus revelation still hold true today exactly as it was originally given? We know that you're a moving and changing God you don't always show us everything at once. You take us one step at a time. Are you showing us a new step now? Are we moving into a new grade? Now that we've had time to get used to loving you in this way, in order to keep progressing do we need to love you intimately in private, with our partners, and say more erratic love words to you? Or is it still the case that people only have to say the love words to be living this revelation? 35. Jesus speaking, explaining the many facets of my love is a very difficult thing, because you're human finite minds cannot understand the depth and the breadth of it. There will always be slight inconsistencies to you, things that you will not understand until you come here to my heavenly kingdom, where all will be revealed in time and made plain to you. This is the world where the true nature of love can be understood. 36. But I will make it as simple as possible for you. I call those who are not yet loving me for whatever reason to begin to do so now. I encourage those who already are loving me, who have a deep relationship with me, to go even deeper. I will not hold back just because some of my children choose not to live this revelation. That is their choice, and within this series I have given words that clearly spell out the loss that they will experience if they do not choose to use the new weapons of today. And I will continue to encourage all my brides to not only use the minimum of the loving Jesus revelation, but to use it all. 37. It is still true that I am happy and pleased with my children when they choose to love me by saying love words to me by doing this, they are living this revelation and will receive my blessings. I am happy with their intimate love for me, expressed through saying sexy and intimate words to me yet they can also go further, and in doing so, they will shed more of their pride, gain more humility, and in the process, more blessings will be added to them. Why would I not continue to encourage my children to move forward? I know that the more they give of themselves to me the more I will be able to bless them, so why would I hold back and say that they should only say the words, do the minimum to receive my blessings. 38. I am grateful for the love they show me through saying love words to me, and this is a close and intimate thing that we share, but if they would receive it, there is more and deeper love that we can experience together. I put forth saying the love words as the first step, and it is enough to receive my blessings and to please me but there is a second step and a third step, and those who wish to draw nearer and closer can continue to come ever closer to me, and in this I greatly delight. 39. So do not be confused when I encourage my children to step out and to give more of themselves by humbling themselves and loving me in the bed of love, 
both in private and with others. This does not contradict the original revelation which I gave, saying that I was content with my children speaking the words only to me, and that the other forms of loving me were optional. They are still optional. The entire revelation is optional. However, just as I have encouraged my children to partake of the revelation by at least saying love words to me in order to receive a multitude of blessings at my hand, I will also encourage my children to step out and to receive yet more blessings, to be drawn closer to my side. 40. I call those who have not yet begun to love me to begin by saying the words, and then to progress according to their faith, heeding my call and my whispers to move forward. Those who are already loving me intimately, I also call to ask me whether there is more they can be giving me, if they are truly letting me love them in every way, and if they are letting me fully empower them through our times together in the bed of love. 41. I am not changing this revelation or saying that what was once true is no longer true. Rather, I am revealing more steps in front of you, and lighting the pathway so that you see that you have not come to the end of the pathway of loving me and being my bride, but that there are more steps to take and that, if you will, you can receive more blessings and increased satisfaction and fulfillment from yielding yourself to me in this way. End of message from Jesus. 42. Mama. Thank you, precious lover, for explaining these things to us. You make it so easy for us to understand. 43. In summary, the loving Jesus revelation hasn't changed. It's still optional, voluntary. Just saying love words to the Lord is still living the loving Jesus revelation, and he will bless you for it. At the same time, the Lord is giving us more of the picture. He's showing us that there are further steps that we can take to love him more intimately and fully. He loves us so much that he's going to continue to encourage us to make progress and to step out, so that we can benefit from more blessings and rewards as we do so. 44. So please remember as you read through this series that when the Lord is challenging you to let go of your pride, to love him more, and to step out and do the humble thing by loving him intimately with someone else or in a way that you haven't yet tried, he's urging you forward out of love. He's not forcing, requiring or demanding. This doesn't contradict the original revelation. It's an expansion of it. Praise the Lord. 45. For those of you who are just beginning, please don't feel overwhelmed. The Lord says that you can take it one step at a time, begin by saying love words to Jesus, and he'll help you to become more intimate and loving as time goes on. The enemy will try to discourage you by making you think that you have to jump into the deep end right off the bat, therefore you might as well quit before you start. That's not the case. If you want to jump right into the deep end, that's fine too. But if you feel more comfortable taking it slower, the Lord will guide you along, and he's happy with your every step of progress. The Obedience, Factor 46. I also ask the Lord about some messages in which he uses the words obey, or obedience, in reference to the loving Jesus revelation. Since the loving Jesus revelation remains voluntary, how do the words obey, or obedience, then apply? I also asked for more details about how important loving Jesus is or will be in the end time as one of the new weapons that the Lord has given us, and whether or not those who choose not to partake of the loving Jesus revelation will lose out on some of his blessings, power or protection in the last days. Here's what the Lord said. 47. Jesus speaking. When I use the word obey, or make reference to obeying the loving Jesus revelation, or what I am asking of you, I do not speak of the letter of the law, 
but the spirit. I am not forcing you to love me intimately. Again, this is your choice. Yet you might wonder why I would use such a strong word as obey. If the love in Jesus' revelation is truly voluntary, then how can you be asked to obey it? 48. I am asking you to obey the call of my spirit in your heart, urging you to come closer to me, to leave your pride behind, to shed the weights, and to yield to what I am asking of you. For the most part, my children have accepted this revelation of loving me intimately and have invited me into their bed. As I continue to work in each one's heart and life, I call them to make further progress, and when a person's love for me begins to grow stale or stops burning, I call them to stir themselves up and to once more be a lover of mine. I know others need to continue moving forward, and I call them clearly to love me in a more passionate or intimate way. This will help them to progress and they feel my call in their heart and life. 49. If someone has chosen to love me intimately, then as their husband, I do call them to continue to heed and obey my voice in all areas, including that of loving me I know that if they do obey, even though I have not forced them or require this of them, they will gain many blessings. 50. Those who are not loving me intimately, I also call. I beg them to obey my words, to follow after them, to include me in their love life, to let me into their inner chambers, to let me be one with them, for I know that as long as they hold back, they will be without some of my blessings and power. As the days of the end draw closer, the strength that you gain from loving me intimately will become more and more vital. So yes, I do call you to obey, for I love you and I wish to protect you as my own wife and lover. This special protection and blessing which comes from loving me intimately can only be given to you when you are my bride, my wife, my lover. 51. In this new day, to have the full anointing, power and blessing of my spirit, you must be using the new weapons, and loving me intimately is one of them. Times have changed, and because of this, I plead with you to heed my call and to obey. Not to obey out of duty or out of force, but out of love. This is the context in which I use this word obey. It is because I wish to stress the importance of loving me, and the great need that you, my children, have for it in this new day, as the days of darkness fast approach. You will need the beacon of loving me intimately to help light your way. End of message from Jesus. 52. Mama. The Lord makes a pretty good case for the need to love him intimately, doesn't he? After reading that message, you may feel that you don't have much choice left, and that if you want to have all the power, protection and strength available to you in the end time, you're going to need to love Jesus intimately. That's true. It's what the Lord is saying. But it's entirely your choice as to how much you want to avail yourself of the Lord's help and power. 53. It's just like obeying the Lord in any other area of your life. The Lord doesn't really force us to do anything. He asks us to obey, he reasons with us, and he sometimes begs and pleads with us to obey. He wants us to obey, and he's very sorry when we won't, because he knows we'll miss the blessings that come with obedience. But we have the final choice in whether or not we heed his voice and his cause. For example, if you're proud and feel it's just too hard to do the humble thing, then you'll lose out on the blessings that come from humility. Or if you're unwilling to reach out and talk to others and give of yourself then you'll miss out on the love and fellowship that you could otherwise enjoy. 54. It's the same with the loving Jesus revelation. The Lord has set before us another spiritual principle, which is the fact that if we're willing to lay aside our pride, 
carnal reasoning and whatever other hindrances may hold us back from loving him intimately, then we'll receive a great measure of blessings from him as the last days approach and the days darken, the power and strength that the Lord premises will gain from our intimate love relationship with him will increase. So he's calling us to love him to the full, in every way possible, to become comfortable with being his bride now so that we'll have the added power, strength and protection to sustain us in the days ahead. 55. If you want that, then you have to do your part and obey what the Lord has asked of you, which is to love him intimately. He expects us to continue to progress as well, and wants us to ask him how we're doing in this area and how we need to improve our progress. 56. You may feel the Lord is asking a lot of you, but what he's giving you in return is more than worth it, wouldn't you say? Loving Jesus is one of the new weapons that he's given us, and as such, he expects us to practice now so that he'll be able to use it skillfully in the end time. He says that we'll need the beacon of loving him intimately to help light our way. Still, the choice is ultimately yours as to whether or not you want the returns he gives on the time you spent loving him, including him in your life intimately and being his yielded bride. How to get accustomed to the wine of loving Jesus. 57. Q. I'm still struggling with loving Jesus. I just can't seem to accept it. I battle with thoughts about why it's really necessary. It seems that other Christians in the world are doing fine without it, and the great men and women of God in the past didn't love Jesus intimately, so why do we need to? I know the enemy's fighting me, but this new wine of loving Jesus intimately doesn't taste so good to me. How can I get over it? 58. Jesus speaking. My dear ones, I know some of you have had a hard time accepting this revelation of loving me intimately. It's strong new wine and something that you have to get accustomed to drinking, otherwise it can't cause you some indigestion and upset your system. 59. The key is to accept it. If you take a mouthful and try to spit it out, it won't do you any good or give you any pleasure. Then others see you do this and they think, oh, it must not be very good, because he or she is rejecting it. But as you slowly sip it, you'll start feeling its good effect. As you accept it, it will affect your body and spirit in a positive way. It'll make you feel good, and you'll want more and more. 60. It all comes down to how much love you have for me, how willing you are to do anything for me when you're in love with someone, you want to do anything for them and with them. So it is with this revelation. As you love me, you'll want to follow me wherever I take you and lead you. If I am asking you to love me out loud and make love to me, you'll want to. You only have to take small steps at first. Just put aside any influences of others around you and any concerns about what others think, and concentrate on me if you think first and foremost of the one you are in love with, you won't even care about what others around you might think. That won't matter anymore. 61. The enemy really hates this revelation. He tries to hinder you in any way he can to discourage and frustrate you and lead you to believe that it's all a hoax and not necessary in order to love me. He will try to dampen your convictions by saying that other Christians get along just fine without the loving Jesus revelation. But you must understand that the calling to which I have called you, my end-time bride and family, cannot be compared to the callings of other Christians in the world, not even to the great men and women of faith throughout the ages. Many Christians of old have done great things for me and have been used mightily of me, yet the last days, the time at the end, is different. All the prophets have dreamed of this day. 
It will be unlike any other time in history, and will require a different set of strengths and different training than any other Christian in history has had to have. 62. I know best, and I know what you will need in order to make it through the end time, not merely scraping by an existing, but fulfilling the role that I have laid out for you, being mighty witnesses and testimonies for me in order to do this, and in order to have the strength and power that you will need, you must love me intimately. From this you will gain strength, wisdom and power. So if you want full power, anointing and blessing for today, and training for the days to come, this is the way. I call my children to practice now, to embrace this revelation now, so that they will be able to fully utilize it in the days to come. 63. This family, this revolution, is built on principles that the traditional church people of today reject, as they have rejected much of the truth throughout the years. So don't listen to the devil when he brings up doubts, fears and criticisms. Start accepting my way by saying, yes, I want to do anything that pleases you, whatever it may be. Please free me from the wrong attitudes, anything that is not pleasing you help me to love you freely and fully. As you do this, I will bring you into new dimensions in our life of love together. You will have new power and strength that you have not experienced before. I will give you more love for others and will help you to forsake your wrong attitudes. I will make you a good sample that others will want to follow as they see the good effect that this revelation has on you. 64. So won't you forsake the old ways now? Don't reject the new truths that I have to give. I'm calling you to be a soldier for me. A good soldier doesn't follow some requests from his officer while rejecting others. He accepts them all and obeys, both the requests and the commands. This is how you will find happiness. Fighting against me and my messages to you leads to a harder and more difficult path, one of unhappiness, rather than a fruitful, blessed, happy life. 65. Don't delay. Put away your old garments and make room for the new ones that I want to clothe you with. I will make you into a new creature as you accept and partake of the loving Jesus revelation, as you embrace it with your whole heart and being. It takes faith, but it's worth it all. End of message from Jesus. Encouragement to someone struggling 66. Mama. The following message was given for a dear man who struggled a great deal with the loving Jesus revelation. This made him feel very discouraged and condemned. In this message, the Lord comforted him and encouraged him to relax and to stop worrying about what aspect he didn't have the faith to accept or put into practice. Our wonderful lover explained that he should not feel condemned, and instead encouraged him to put all that aside and to love him in the ways which he did feel comfortable with. The Lord promised him that he would bring him all and make this new revelation comfortable, relaxed, and his heart's desire. 67. Jesus speaking, Oh, my beautiful children, discouragement need not come and enter into your hearts. For can you not see that I love you so? Can you not see that I admire and appreciate your efforts in the giving of your hearts and lives to me, and that I will abundantly bless and bestow great riches and treasures upon you for how you have given your lives to my service? For you have loved me greatly, and have not lacked in this. 68. But even now, the enemy, the divider, the destroyer, comes around you, seeking to tear down, to cast doubt in your heart, to undo the good, to render you useless, and to stop at the flow of your love to others through this discouragement which he has placed in your heart, this condemnation, this feeling of hopelessness. 69. My dear son, we have walked a long road together. Have I not held your hand and guided you all the way? 
has anything that you have ever done caused you to lose my love or my care for you? I say no, for over the years I have only grown to love you more, and has it not been the same for you? 70. It is true, I have placed before you and given through your queen and king new treasures, new gifts, and unique avenues through which one may choose to pass and enter, if they wish to love me more intimately and in a new way. I understand the difficulty and the sacrifice that this casts for many, and for you, my son. But this is not a requirement. This is not something which I demand of you or force or push you into. It is an option, a gift, a choice to be made only by your own choosing. 71. There is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. My son, you are in me, and I am in you, and therefore there is no condemnation given unto you. Set your fears aside, and set the feelings of condemnation behind you. Accept this release from condemnation and from battling such discouragement, and open your heart toward me and toward my love. Read the words that I give in a spirit of acceptance and openness, yielding your heart and mind to me, and proceed in faith as you feel comfortable. 72. Do not worry about what you do not have the faith for or feel uncomfortable with, but relax and rest in my spirit, and let my spirit carry you along. I will lead you into all truth, and if you will but stay open and yielded and tendering your heart toward me, loving me and spending time with me in whatever way you feel comfortable, I will lead you along by the hand, and will bring you into a closer relationship with me, one which you desire and one which I desire. 73. Fear not and worry not. For it will not be a struggle. It will not be forced. It will not be pressured. It will be comfortable. It will be relaxed. And it will be your heart's desire. 74. I do not look down on you or judge or condemn. Your struggle and battling has only made me love you more, and has caused me to pick you up and to pull you close to my bosom, to help and to minister unto you. I wish to give you reassurance of my unconditional love for you and free you from condemnation and fear. 75. So accept, my son, my great love for you, and love me in return. Thank you for your faithfulness and for your love. For your gentleness has made you great, and your meekness has kept you close to my heart. End of message from Jesus. 76. Mama, isn't that encouraging? So if you're struggling and finding yourself overwhelmed with discouragement or condemnation know that your inability to practice the loving Jesus revelation fully, rebuke the enemy. Our wonderful husband says that you don't need to be condemned. He doesn't condemn or judge you. He doesn't love you less. 77. Do what you can and ask the Lord to help you with the rest. But that doesn't mean doing nothing, or feeling that just because you don't feel like you can fully accept or practice the loving Jesus revelation right now that you're never going to be able to. That's not what the Lord is saying. 78. Even if you are struggling, your part is to remain open and yielded and tendering your heart toward the Lord, loving Him and spending time with Him as much as you're able, and continuing to ask Him to help you move forward. That means doing what you're able to, as well as staying open yielded and tender, allow ING the Lord to work in your heart, speak to you through the word, increase your faith, and motivate you to keep making progress, even if your steps are ever so small. 79. You'll be happy to know that this dear brother won a terrific victory and has testified that the good that the loving Jesus revelation has brought about in his life was worth all the trials and testings it took to get there. Praise the Lord. 80. So don't give up just because you feel there's no hope in sight. 
Hope is just around the corner, with the Lord's help. Young people saying the words 81. Q. I'm a young person and I love Jesus very much, but I have a difficult time actually saying love words to him. Why isn't it enough just to love Jesus? Why do we have to say the words if we already love him in our heart? 82. Dad speaking. The Lord didn't promise us an easy life, but he did say that his yoke is easy and his burden is light if we come unto him. That's the only way our service and obedience to the Lord becomes easy and light and a pleasure. That goes for everything in your service for Jesus. It's still the same formula, you have to trust and obey. Trust and obedience come first, then he answers your prayer and gives you the anointing and faith you need to do his will. 83. Why did the Lord ask us to say love words to him? Why is it so important to love Jesus in this way? If you look at it in the natural, it doesn't make much sense. After all, the great God of the universe is all-powerful, all-knowing, so why does he want you to say love words to him? Why can't we just love him like Christians have for thousands of years, by loving his word and loving him in our hearts? 84. The simple reason is because Jesus has asked it of you. He spared his heart to you and told you of his need for your love, the love of each of his brides and each family member. He's requested this love, this deeper and more intimate relationship with you, and just as he first loved us and saved us, we should in turn love him in the way he asks, and do so gladly. He knows that it's a difficult thing and a sacrifice for some, but he's still asking it of you. Don't worry, though. He'll more than repay. There are other reasons too which I'll get into, but the primary reason why we should love Jesus intimately is because he's asked it of us. How can we not give the one who has given his life for us the love that he asks for? 85. Another reason is because this is the end time and the Lord has promised that greater things than these will you do in the end time. Not only will he use you to do greater things, to be great witnesses, to even do miracles and wonders in the end time, but he's also asking you to do some things that he's never asked of you before. He knows it's going to be difficult for some, especially the younger generation, and a real pride killer. But it's part of his plan, and even if you don't understand it or even like it, the key is the same, trust and obey, then you'll reap the rewards of your obedience. 86. The Lord is using this as part of your preparation for the end time, part of your preparation to be the witnesses he wants you to be. He's using it to draw you closer to him, to strengthen your connection with him, to deepen your relationship in the spirit, so that he can use you more mightily. If you try to operate with only the weapons of the past and you don't try to use the new weapons of the spirit, you won't be prepared in spirit for the days to come and you'll fall away when the going gets tough. But if you've been faithful to cultivate your relationship with Jesus and deepen it through loving him intimately, then when the heat is on, your connection with him will be so strong that it will hold through any test. 87. You have to have faith in what the Lord has revealed to the family, and choose to trust and obey by faith, even if it's difficult for you and you don't particularly like saying love words to Jesus. You have to trust that he likes it, that he wants you to say love words to him, and that he will bless you for it. He'll use it to strengthen your relationship with him, to draw you closer to him and to mature you in spirit. He'll use it to cause your love for him to grow so that you can be an even better witness and sample of his love to others. 88. The Lord has asked the family to do many radical things before, 
things that other Christians weren't doing and didn't want to do, and now he's asking the family to set the standard in this area as well. He's our lover, our closest and most intimate friend, so naturally you should want to develop as close a relationship as possible with him, and saying love words to him is a vehicle for deepening your relationship with your lover. End of message from Dad. 89. Mama. I'm very proud of you young people who have been willing to love Jesus intimately, even if it has been difficult for you to see the need or understand why the Lord has asked this of us. I hope that Dad's message will help you to have the conviction to continue to love Jesus, or to begin if you haven't started yet. 90. The Lord has promised to do some pretty mighty things through you in the days to come, and as Dad said, it's not too much in exchange that he would ask you to do something you've never done before or that you might not see the need for, is it? Mild or graphic words, does it make a difference to the Lord? 91. One reason that some people both FGAs and SCAS, are not partaking of the loving Jesus revelation is because they don't feel comfortable saying the more graphic love words to the Lord. They figure that if they don't want to say those, then they just won't bother saying any of the love words, because they feel they're not doing the Lord's highest will anyway. 92. I'm sure all of you will be interested to hear the Lord's answer to the questions I asked him on this topic. 93. Q. How much leeway is there in applying the loving Jesus revelation on a personal basis? Some people who don't feel comfortable saying certain love words have left the whole revelation on the shelf. How do you look at this, Lord? Is it worth it to even say simple loving Jesus words if you're not comfortable with saying the more graphic words? 94. Do the specific words that we say make a difference to you? Can we say whatever words turn us on, or are there certain words that you like better than others and want us to be willing to say just out of love for you? You've said before that we can call you whatever we like or fantasize you to be. But it also seems that you want us to say certain words during our times of loving you, as you've given them over and over again in prophecy. 95. Jesus speaking, what matters most to me is the position of your heart. The love words are a declaration of your love, which I value and treasure, knowing that you are not ashamed of me, that you are willing to love me in the way I want to be loved, because you want to make me happy. But I did not give the loving Jesus revelation as a punishment, to see who would be willing to say those words, even if they really didn't like them. Rather it was a gift, a treasure, a token of intimacy that I would open my heart to you in that way and tell you that I wanted to be loved as you love the one dearest to you on earth. 96. I am all things to all men. I delight not only to feel your love for me because I have asked you to love me, but I also delight to please you in the way you like to be pleased, and so it is with any love relationship. There must be give and take, and often both mates eventually begin to enjoy the same things, the same forms of love making, because they realize how much the other person enjoys it. With time they become more used to it and enjoy giving pleasure to the other and learn to find pleasure in it themselves. 97. So it is with this revelation that I have given to you. I opened my bed and my heart to you. I let myself become vulnerable. I showed you my feelings for you and my desire to be loved in return. Those who have made the effort to love me as I originally put forth have grown to enjoy it and to be turned on by it. Those who did not see the need in their lives at the time and held back are still turned off by some of those words and expressions of love making. 98. 
I would that all my children find pleasure in their times of loving me there is much variety in sex, which I have created, and there is also variety in the ways to describe sex. Different people desire different forms of sex, and everyone has their favorite settings, their favorite partners, their favorite positions. At the same time, they discover new things which they enjoy, and sometimes with time they find that something new takes the place of one of their old favorites. So it is with my relationship with you, my darling brides. 99. Those of you who have been loving me intimately for a while now, I know well, I know what turns you on, I know how to give you great pleasure, and you know me well also. We have learned each other's wants and desires, and so our lovemaking can be very natural and casual, or very adventurous, depending on the mood. There are others of my brides who have held back for different reasons, being unsure of themselves, being bound by pride, or wondering if they will find pleasure in loving me. 100. It is always a step of faith, and for some it continues to be a step of faith each time they make love to me in the spirit. I count that as a great treasure, that those who are naturally more reserved, or for whom it is more of an effort, still make that effort to please me and love me intimately. I, in turn, reward them greatly, and shower upon them my love. 101. And those who are yet timid and bound by their attitudes and pride, and have not yet even stubbed their toes in, I will make it easy for them to do so by telling them that I don't mind what they say to me, as long as they have faith to love me I love and cherish all their love for me, and however they choose to express their love, I treasure and appreciate it. If they would only start to express their love to me in some way, no matter how mild it may seem, I would be pleased with it and in time they would grow in their love-making skills and would become free in my spirit. 102. Different people have different desires when they make love, and as a doting, tender and sensitive husband, I want to make each of my brides happy in the way that pleases them. I do not force myself upon you. I wait for you to make the first move. In giving you this revelation, I gave you many ideas of words that were sexy to me, words that required you to lay aside your pride, words that broke your bottle to hear them spoken, because they were hot and passionate and graphic. Those words turn me on, they excite me and move me. 103. But, as any loving husband would do, if one of my brides does not enjoy saying those words, I will not force her to. I will love her in the way that she wants to be loved and she can love me with the words that she feels comfortable with. With her every effort and desire to love me, I am happy and satisfied. And in time, as she becomes more comfortable and grows in her intimate love for me, she will find that she is able to say other words of love and to engage in other forms of loving. The more we love, the more we will find our perfect balance in loving. 104. I have opened up this opportunity for you to be my intimate brides, and as such to enter into the protection of my intimate household, under my name and with the seal of my protection. Those of you who linger outside the gates, waiting to see if you want to be my lovers and wives, will soon find yourselves surrounded by troubles too strong for you. You're still my children, still loved dearly and greatly by me, and I have offered you a place as my intimate bride, my queen, my handmaiden and the one dear to my heart. This is up to you to take. But if you don't take it, if you are not willing to put forth the effort to love me intimately in some way, then you will soon find that you are not covered with the same protection as if you had chosen to be one of my intimate brides. 105. I say this not as a threat, but only as forewarning. 
I have gathered you my hand, darling one, I have set a ring upon your finger, and promised you support and protection during the coming difficult days. But in order to receive the full protection I can give, you must enter into my intimate family and become one of my brides. I love you, and thus I have authored you this great honor, but it's up to you to accept it. 106. My dearest once, I love your love for me I love your expressions of passion. I love the words you say which tell me how you want me, how you desire me, how you enjoy my company. These words are all precious to me, however you express them. But you must be willing to lay aside your pride and be humble in your love for me. In your words to me there is a difference between not enjoying the words because you have different tastes in sex and different desires, and letting your pride hold you back. 107. There are some who could say much more, who hold back because of their pride, and this is hurtful to me, for I know that if they loved me more they would say the words that I put in their heart to say to me there are others who appear to be very mild in their expressions of love, but I see their heart and know that those are the very things they say to their loved one, the dearest on earth to them, in their moments of passion, they are the deepest expressions of love that they give, and they come with much love and desire and all of their heart. These are so precious to me that they bring tears to my eyes and great, great joy to my heart. 108. It is not the outward appearance that I judge, but the heart. I am not asking that you feel great emotion when you say love words to me or words of love are just as valuable to me as those who say them with great feelings of emotion. I judge by the same scale, how much you give me out of your love. 109. If you hold back from saying love words to me because you do not experience the feelings, then pray that I will set you free in the spirit to give me your expressions of love by faith. If you hold back because of your pride, then I say break free, and do it now, for time is running out. If you choose to let your pride stand between us, you'll soon find yourself weakened and left behind, without the great protection I have authored and promised you as my brides. 110. If you have not yet stepped out to love me intimately because you were turned off by certain love words, and thus you felt that it was not for you, then begin now to say words to me that express your love in the way that is most personal and intimate to you. Say to me the words you say to your lover, to the one you cherish. If you do not say sweet words to your lover either, then I say that pride is holding you back, for to express love and passion is godly. It is the way of heaven to give appreciation, to express love and desire, and it is the way of pride to hold back. 111. Even those who do not have a special lover can say words of love and appreciation, for that is a major part of having a date and filling the other's need for love and comfort. To have a date and merely go through the motions of sex without having communication and expressing appreciation is only filling a portion of the need that my Lord of Love was intended to fill. So even if you do not have a special loved one that you share the bed of love with, you can still express words of love and appreciation and thankfulness to the one you're with, and at the same time express words of love to me, your husband. Expressing these words of love and humility and thankfulness will add a whole new dimension to your times in the bed of love, even if they were not exceptional before. 112. So, my loves, I open the doors wide, that you might walk in as you will. But do walk in, for the time is coming that you will be thankful that you are within the gates, that you bear my name as one of my intimate brides, that you know me so intimately and are fully assured of my favor and protection. You will be thankful that you sacrificed your pride in order to love me fully, 
for only through loving me fully will you have the strength and protection you need in the days to come. 113. Come, my loves, let us begin to love. End of message from Jesus. 114. Mama, thank you, sweet lover, for that very clear and beautiful explanation of how you look at the love words we say to you. Thank you for placing rings on our fingers and bidding us to enter into your intimate household, so that you can fully protect us as your intimate prize. 115. The Lord says that he didn't give the loving Jesus revelation and those specific examples of love words that we could say to him as a punishment or to make it difficult for us. Rather, he was opening his heart and becoming vulnerable before us by telling us how much he needs and wants our love. He gave us those examples because those are some of the words that move him, that excite him, that turn him on. 116. The explanation he gave of a married couple or two lovers learning to adjust to each other's sexual likes and preferences is certainly relatable to any of you who have ever had a love relationship. And that's just how you can look at your relationship with the Lord. He's told you some of the words that he likes to hear you say to him, but if those words are too difficult for you to begin with, then he's happy to hear whatever expressions of love you're more comfortable with. 117. So you don't need to feel bad if you have a hard time with some of the specific words or phrases, or if they turn you off. Use others that express your personal love to the Lord until you feel more comfortable with them or have more faith to say them to the Lord. 118. But you have to do your part and choose to love him in some way, however mild. Just because you feel uncomfortable saying the more graphic love words to the Lord doesn't mean that there is anything wrong with them. Nor does it mean that you should throw the whole revelation out. As our precious husband explained, you have to take some steps to say mild love words to him so that you can become part of his intimate family under the seal of his full protection. Each of us will desperately need this support and care in the days to come. So please take this message to heart and step out by faith to love the Lord intimately in whatever way and using whatever words you feel most comfortable with. Why use sexual words that the system considers dirty or lewd? 119. Q. Some people are stumbled by the more graphic loving Jesus expressions, and consider them dirty or profane. There are others who wish they felt freer to express their love and feelings in this way, but they still have difficulty with it because of their conservative backgrounds. Even if someone's background is relatively free and open sexually, these types of erotic words are often still not part of one's vocabulary, but are considered porno type of talk and on the dirty or lewd side. 120. Since such sexy language isn't used by decent people, but is often looked on as pornographic, why does the Lord want us to use it? 121. Jesus speaking. I have given man not only the beauties of sex, but also the words used to describe and accompany sex for man's pleasure. But Satan has sought to twist one of the greatest beauties of my creation into an abomination. He has warped the minds of those who know me not, and he has adulterated and perverted their ways of looking at sex, of talking about sex, of reacting to sexuality in sexy words. So for many people in the world, the utterance of such sexy words has become evil or is a sin. For some it truly is a sin because the words and the terms they use are perverted and evil, for they have allowed the devil to twist my creation. For others it is evil because they've been duped into believing that sex is sinful, and they believe that speaking of it so openly cannot be good or godly. 122. 
that you, my children, should not be afraid to speak the truth in love and to share my loving sexy words. I have given unto you and taught you the beauties of clean and pure sex and loving. The loving which you partake of has no evil attached to it, no perversion, no stigmas. Unto those who are pure, all things are pure. But unto those who are impure and unclean, the beauties of sex and the words which describe sex have often become impure and adulterated. 123. These sexy words and these terms and these expressions of my love are not demeaning but endearing, exciting and thrilling and cause my children to get hot and excited and sexy and ready for me great power and exhilaration come to those who have this personal, intimate, sexy, thrilling relationship with me it strengthens them and gives them power, boldness, humility, and many more gifts of my spirit. 124. These erotic words and these ways of loving me intimately are not for the lowlifes and the vile and the filthy-minded, but they are for my children, my clean, pure, decent, loving children. It is perfectly fine to use these words with me and with each other in the bed of love, and I will improve your love lives like you've never known possible. So throw off these mental taboos, and any hesitations, fears or doubts you have, as well as any lies the system has implanted in you. Regardless of what the system has taught you, or continues to teach, regardless of any media portrayals or outside influences, these are good words and expressions of my love and they will bear good fruit in your lives. End of message from Jesus. 125. Mama. The sexy and loving word that we say to the Lord and each other cannot be compared to the way the system uses such words. They use these terms to curse and to express lust, anger, hatred, and all manner of uncleanness. We use them to express love for the Lord and for others. Much depends on the heart and intent of the user. As the Lord says, unto the pure all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unloving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. Tit.1.15 the enemy has twisted the Lord's beautiful creation of sex in the minds of so many who don't know the Lord, and even those who do often think it's a sin or evil. For the most part, the way novels and movies portray sex or people talking about sex is not godly. The enemy tries to get his bad attitudes and perversions in wherever he can, subtly, without you even realizing. Be sure to ask the Lord to cleanse you and keep you pure, and avoid giving any place to the enemy. Young people imagining Jesus is an older man 126. Q. As a year, I have difficulty loving Jesus and saying love words to him because I imagine Jesus to be an older man. What can I do about this? 127. Jesus speaking. They that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. All I am asking of my children is that they say these words of love to me, that in their times of intimate prayer they say words of love to me from their hearts. I understand how some of the younger ones have difficulty with this. It takes time to get used to the idea. It takes time to get accustomed to saying these words of love and intimate, these intimate words to me. 128. This is difficult enough for some without having to cope with the idea in their mind that I am an older man. Saying intimate and sexy words is foreign to some of them, something that they have not learned about or experienced or been accustomed to. I understand how it can make their trials even more difficult when first saying these love words that they're not accustomed to, and on top of it, to someone older than them. 129. These, my younger ones, may look upon me as one of them. Of course, they will see me as being wiser, 
more understanding, more mature, and perhaps a little older, but they don't have to picture me as being so much older. They can picture me in their minds at an age that they feel comfortable with, for it's all the same to me I'm very flexible and adaptable. I can become all things to all men. If it helps these to see me as being younger in flesh, then this is perfectly acceptable to me. 130. I know that as they say the words, as they commune with me, as our relationship grows, these initial feelings will fade away, they will fall by the wayside. My young ones will see me in spirit and we two will be so close and so intimate that these other concerns will melt away. But for now, while they are getting comfortable with saying these love words to me, it's fine for them to picture me as being younger in flesh, if this will make things easier. End of message from Jesus. 131. Mama. Isn't that understanding of the Lord? So you younger ones, or any of us, for that matter, are free to picture the Lord during your times of loving Him as whatever age you feel most comfortable with. He's willing to adapt and change for our sakes, just to receive our love and fellowship. If you're having a hard time accepting the loving Jesus revelation, are you in trouble? 132. Q. Is refusal to accept the loving Jesus revelation a symptom of bigger spiritual problems, or an indication that a person is generally in a bad spiritual state? Or is it possible that some people, who perhaps have yielded in all other areas, just have a hard time with this? Would it be detrimental to them not to implement it, or is it an area that the enemy would use to attack them in, like a huddus healed in their heart? 133. Jesus speaking. I have not made this gift a requirement, so you must not make or use this as a requirement. Yet you can use it as an indication that those who believe in and practice this gift have great faith and great obedience to do what my words say. You can know that they are yielding their body and heart to me in intimacy, and therefore are desirous to remain close to me and do what I ask, for they wish to be strong and ready to fulfill whatever I would ask of them. 134. In some cases it may be that those who have difficulty accepting this gift may also have other, more serious spiritual problems. However, their acceptance and use of this one gift, or lack of it, is not the yardstick by which to judge their spiritual condition in other matters. For some it may indeed be indicative of greater unyieldedness, but for others it is simply a matter of time before they, too, will come to learn and appreciate these secrets of my bedchamber. 135. And to those who have not yet learned to use this gift of my love, I say, don't let the enemy seek to condemn you, or persuade you that because you have not accepted this gift, that you are now undesirable in my sight, that there is no hope for you, that you may as well quit listening to my words and revelations and visions and lose altogether. This is not so. Nothing can separate you from my love. 136. If these questions or doubts from the enemy weigh heavily on your mind, come before me acknowledge that my ways are higher than your ways, and that my thoughts are above your thoughts. Acknowledge me, seek me, and you will be found of me, and I will give you the answers. Read my words in faith, that your faith may grow, so that you too can reach out and enjoy this gift, which I have given for your pleasure, and for mine. End of message from Jesus. 137. Mama. That prophecy brings out a very good point, one which I hope none of you has forgotten, that the Lord loves each of us unconditionally, and that will never ever change. 
Just because you haven't been able to love Jesus intimately yet doesn't mean that the Lord finds you undesirable, or that because you haven't been able to say love words to him, that he's given up on you. That's not the case at all. To the contrary, he wants all the more to welcome you into his arms and love you fully and completely. 138. The Lord explained earlier that there are blessings and benefits that a person forfeits when they choose not to love him intimately. But he also says that just because someone is not putting the loving Jesus revelation into practice doesn't necessarily mean that there's a big spiritual problem in their life, or that they're heading down the wrong road, out of the family, or that it's just the tick of the iceberg, with a host of other problems hiding underneath the surface. 139. Each person who is struggling with the loving Jesus revelation has a different reason why they haven't put it into practice in their personal life. With some people, it is indicative or a manifestation of other more serious problems, such as pride, or lack of yieldedness, doubts about the word, prophecy, or the direction the family is headed in, unwillingness to humble themselves before the Lord and others, etc. Yet for others, as the Lord brought out, it's just a matter of time. They're still young and inexperienced and need a little more time to grow into loving the Lord intimately. 140. There is a difference, however, between these two types of people. The first person is definitely holding something back from the Lord, struggling over whether or not to yield, and in some cases, in more than one area. Whereas with the second person, their heart is right with the Lord and they're trying to move ahead with the new moves of the Spirit, they're in agreement with the new wine and are trying their best, but they just need more time. In most cases, they believe in the loving Jesus revelation in theory, but they're finding it hard to put it into practice. 141. Only the Lord can shine the light of his truth into each of our hearts and tell us how we're really doing deep inside. So if you're struggling with putting the loving Jesus revelation into practice, please take the time to ask the Lord to tell you personally in prophecy how you're doing, and how he looks at your situation. Pour out your heart to him and let your ever-loving and understanding husband tell you what you can do to make progress and continue gaining victories day by day. Is practicing the loving Jesus revelation vital to your spiritual life? 142. Q. It's clearly not a charter requirement to practice the loving Jesus revelation, yet most of the new wine coming out highlights the need for and the benefits of using the new weapons, one of which is loving Jesus. With all that the Word says about the loving Jesus revelation and how this intimate relationship with Jesus is going to give us the strength that we need in the last days, etc., it infers that people who don't practice the loving Jesus revelation won't survive the last days or at least won't survive as well as those who do. If that's the case and the loving Jesus revelation is really going to make such a difference, then why isn't it a charter requirement? Or is it just a matter of take the blessings or leave them, without it making a significant difference in your spiritual state or ability to be used in the future? 143. Mama. That's a good question. What the Lord has said in the word on the subject of loving Jesus and its benefits certainly sounds like it's pretty vital to our spiritual life and the new way in which he's leading the family. 144. The deeper and closer relationship that loving Jesus provides us with is part of our lifeline and connection with him in order to be his close end-time bride in the last days. It's imperative that we are more finely attuned to his voice and leadings which he's explained will come from sharing this more intimate relationship with him now. 145. 
My responsibility to give the family the Lord's words and what he shows Peter and me also includes trying to inspire and challenge each of you to put it into practice. Ultimately this choice is yours, of course, but the reason I've highlighted the loving Jesus revelation time and again, encouraging each of you to use it, is because it's a powerful spiritual weapon and the Lord is really hoping that we'll all put it into practice. 146. However, when we've brought the question of making it a fundamental family rule before the Lord, he's explained that he wishes for it to remain voluntary. It's not that loving Jesus is not important enough to be made a family rule. To the contrary, it's very important. In fact, it probably outranks a number of our current fundamental family rules. But it's a very personal and intimate matter, and it has to be put into practice out of love, love which manifests itself through obedience to become the intimate bride that the Lord is asking of each family member. 147. Even though practicing the loving Jesus revelation remains voluntary, that doesn't mean that if you choose not to practice it, that you'll stay right on par in the spirit with those who are loving Jesus and yielding themselves to him in this way. Our wonderful husband has given us quite a long list of the benefits that loving him intimately brings, and if you're not loving him intimately, then you are choosing to forfeit those blessings. You'll be missing out on some of the strength, power and preparation for the last days that the Lord wants to give you. 148. I don't want to make anyone who isn't practicing the loving Jesus revelation feel bad. I understand that some of you have had a very difficult time with it, and I know that for some of you, it's been a step of faith to accept it. The Lord sees every step that you've made, every effort to believe, and he's going to continue to help you and strengthen you in this area if you say to him, I believe. Lord, help our mind and belief. 149. It's not too late to step out and begin loving Jesus as his bride if you haven't been doing so up until this point. Or maybe you've tried it a few times when the revelation was first given, but haven't for a while. You can start again now. I pray that this next message from the Lord will answer the questions you've had along this line, and at the same time challenge you to partake of this deeper and more intimate relationship which is so rewarding. 150. Here's what the Lord said when I asked him specifically about whether those who do not practice the loving Jesus revelation will have a more difficult time both now and in the days to come, and whether the choice to not participate in this new move of his spirit would affect a person's spiritual state and ability to be used of him in the future. 151. Jesus speaking. As I have told you before, I am as a man who waits for a woman to give him the love he longs for. I have gently spoken to you of my love for you my deep need for you, my desire for you. I wait for your love, the love of my bride, to be given willingly. I do continue to tell you how much I love you, how I long for you while I wait. I do woo you and try to win you. Yet I choose to wait patiently and to receive your love willingly, from your heart, given to me out of love for me, because I have asked this of you. 152. I have put this revelation before you as a matter of choice because it is strong meat. I knew that not all would initially be ready or able to embrace it fully. Presenting it as a matter of choice enabled me to more richly bless those who stepped out by faith to partake of it. This gift is one of love. It was given to you from me in great love, and it must be accepted in love and in faith. This is why I continue to leave it before each individual as a matter of choice. If you choose to accept this gift now, you too will be richly blessed for partaking of it in faith, out of love. 
153. It is true that a person who loves me intimately as my bride will receive the many blessings that I have promised. Those who choose to not love me in this way forfeit the particular blessings that come from being my lover. But they can still be desperate for me in other ways, and they can still be close by my side and receive my protection and care. It's just on a different level. It's not as intimate or close. They can still be used of me in the future, and their spiritual condition can still be strong. But without the assurance that comes from knowing me very intimately and deeply, they are limiting our relationship together. By choosing to stay at arm's length from the heat of my love, they do not benefit from the sweet words that I would tell them while in the bed of love, and the particular instruction or training that I would give them during those precious moments. 154. Mama. I asked the Lord what he meant in the above paragraph when he said, by choosing to stay at arm's length from the heat of my love, they do not benefit from the sweet words that I would tell them while in the bed of love, and the particular instruction or training that I would give them during those precious moments. 155. We know that receiving the Lord's words in prophecy is not dependent on loving Jesus intimately, because we've been hearing from the Lord for many years now, prior to receiving the loving Jesus revelation. But is there a difference in how the Lord speaks to those who love him intimately as compared to those who don't? Here are the Lord's answers to the above questions. 156. Jesus speaking. I pour out my words abundantly to those who ask and seek and are open to receive, desirous of my living word. I pour forth in prophecy to anyone who is willing to receive, who opens their channel and desires to hear my voice. Even if they are not willing to be intimate with me and lie in the bed of love with me, I am still more than willing to speak to them, to love them and to care for them. I am able to instruct them and train them through my words, as much as they are willing to receive. 157. The difference between those who do not love me intimately and those who do, as far as training and the other blessings, can be easily compared to two friends versus two lovers. With those who do not love me intimately, who have not accepted their place in my bed of love, I am like a friend. I am a father, a companion, a guide, a comfort, a strength, anything they wish for me to be. As two very good friends. I am honest with them, I help them however I can, I protect them as much as they let me, and I am more than willing to speak to them on any subject they wish to hear my counsel on. It can be very close, very deep, very fulfilling, very assuring, yet it's still a friendship-based relationship. 158. The two lovers have the same friendship and communication, but they also have an added benefit of intimacy, closeness and sexual desire that the two friends do not have. Though the two friends and the two lovers may share the same basic love, the two lovers have the advantage of knowing each other a little bit better, being deeper and closer, because they are sharing more of themselves with the other. There are some things that are only made known in the bed of love, some things that are only shared in such intimacy and closeness. 159. That's how it is with my relationship with you. Those who choose to come into my bed of love benefit from that increased closeness, tenderness, the words spoken during those intimate moments. They can know me better and receive more love at my hand because they're putting themselves in a position to receive. 160. I love everyone equally, friend or lover. My capacity and desire to love is perfect and includes everyone equally. I wish to give each of my children the full blessings that I have available for them, but I am bound by the faith and requests and desires of my children. I am also bound by their obedience. 
certain obediences bring down certain blessings, and I have outlined to you in great detail the blessings that come from loving me intimately, in the hope that my children would desire these blessings and meet the conditions that will in turn open the windows of heaven and allow me to pour down upon them the great riches and blessings that come as a result. 161. Just as loving me intimately allows me to shower my intimate brides with blessings, my children must also be made aware of the fact that those who do not choose to love me intimately forfeit these particular blessings. Those who spend time with me in the bed of love, receiving and sucking my seeds, are strengthened, and the seeds that they absorb are manifested again through prophecy. The strength and beauty that comes from loving me is made manifest through a clear and yielded channel, which I give you when you love me intimately. 162. I will still speak to those who do not love me intimately if their hearts are open, and I will abundantly pour out my love on them. I can train and teach them through my voice, but they will lack the additional help that I could give them in the bed of love, the infilling and the spiritual strength that they would derive from times of loving me intimately. Thus they will not benefit from the sweet words that I would tell them while they are in the bed of love with me, and all that I would share with them during those precious moments. 163. My words of love, encouragement and training are not reserved only for the bed of love. I share them with as many as will receive them. But I do reserve the lover's blessing for those who choose to be my lovers. I reserve the lover's training for those who choose to lie with me in the bed of love. This is the difference between a friend and a lover. 164. Mama. That's a pretty clear and easy to understand description of the difference between Jesus' relationship with those who love him intimately and those who don't. There's just something that changes in your relationship with someone when you become lovers, when you make love, and when you spend intimate time together on a regular basis. That's how it is with us and the Lord. 165. Message from Jesus continues. You ask whether those who do not love me intimately will have a more difficult time in the dark days to come, and in answer to this I will tell you a story which parallels the magical benefits and power that loving me intimately brings. 166. Picture yourself inside a fantastical world, a land where kings and queens rule, where good reigns predominantly and sinister evil lurks in the shadows, where every boy and girl is a prince or princess in their mind where every heart dreams of love, where the forests are alive and enchanted, where animals talk when humans are not present, where surprises pop out at every turn, but where ultimately all things are designed to have a happy ending. 167. You, a prince or princess, have been sent upon a mission. It's a dangerous task, but you have accepted because there are great rewards to be collected at the completion of your goal. The benevolent master who has instructed you as to the objectives of your mission has outfitted you with the clothing and materials that you will need. He has warned you that you will encounter many obstacles, and that in order to win the prize, you will have to pass through rain, hail, storm, wind and fire. Then you must survive the final test. What it is, you do not know. 168. As time wears on and your journey lengthens, you're confronted with obstacles setbacks and phenomena that you do not understand. At each turn you hear the voice of the Master speak to your heart, instructing you. His voice often tells you to follow the path that looks least promising, yet as you obey, the path clears and you find that you're on the right road. 169. At length you have passed through the rain, hail, storm and wind. Then the fire greets you with heat that you've never felt before and you shrink back. 
you had strength to face each of the other obstacles, but this one seems too hot, too hard to bear. With the rain, hail, storm and wind, there were easier ways to pass through the testing. They simply had to be waited out, to be endured. You could continue trudging through the storm or you could seek shelter for a while, and once the tempest was passed, you could proceed. But this tunnel of fire looks impassable. You feel that certainly there must be a mistake in the course the master planned for your journey. 170. Again you hear the master's voice in your heart, and he tells you that this is no mistake. You must pass through the tunnel of fire. Additionally, he tells you that each test you haven't undergone thus far was for your own benefit. It's true. You did notice some magical improvement, however small, either in your mind, heart or physical state each time you weathered one of the obstacles placed before you. But you cannot believe that the tunnel of fire will bring any chance of magic or improvement to you, only death. Yet you have come too far to turn back now, you determine. The master has never failed you, and though you cannot see a good purpose yourself, you place yourself in his hands, in his wisdom and knowledge, and set off to brave the tunnel of fire. 171. Your journey through the tunnel of fire seemed sometimes long, sometimes short. What took place within its flames you keep locked within your heart. When you emerge, you notice that your traveling clothes have been burned off your body, and in their place is princely attire fit to appear in the finest courts. A gleaming, glowing sword hangs by your right side. A shield is in your left hand. Your mind feels sharp and your senses rest and alert. Your heart beats with a steadiness and confidence you've never felt before. Magic was born in the tunnel of fire and it now lives inside you. 172. Before you can assimilate just what took place and all the newness and refreshment you feel, you see a dark cloud on the horizon racing toward you. Instinctively, you know that this is your final battle, and you walk forward, calmly trusting. You know that the high cost of enduring the tunnel of fire has repaid itself 1000 times over in preparing and outfitting you for your final battle. So you march on to conquer and win, to defeat the foe. And thus the story reaches its happy conclusion, and the prince or princess lives happily forever after in the kingdom of the master. 173. What does this mean? What does it symbolize? Do you feel like this call to love me is like the tunnel of fire standing before you? This is the last wall of preparation which you must pass through before you are fitted and prepared in heart, mind and spirit to be the soldier of the end that I have called you to be. This revelation of loving me intimately can be likened to the last wall of preparation. Putting that wall between you and the enemy will give you the extra protection that you will need in the days to come. After this will come more strengthening and other aids and tools that will enhance your skills, but the loving Jesus revelation is the last wall of preparation, the last step to your being suited and fitted with the basics that you will have need of in the last days. For with these tools, you have the basics needed to withstand the evils that the enemy will throw against you. It is the consummation of my bride and me, and put together with the other new weapons that I've given you which you are learning to use faithfully, it provides you with all that you will need, and yes, it will prepare you for the last days, and without it, you will lack in some area. 174. I know that now it the loving Jesus revelation, may look to you like an impenetrable wall of searing heat, one which you cannot bring yourself to pass through, but I promise that once you determine to pass through it, magic will be born within you. 
Though you may not feel or see the effects of this magic, you will feel it when you see that the last days are upon you. You will see the strength that it has provided you with. You will feel the difference. Now it's a matter of faith, but you will feel and see the fruits of it with your very eyes in the days to come. 175. So if you wish to go through the final battle with all the strength and help that you can possibly have, embrace the loving Jesus revelation and partake of it. If you wish to be as close to me as possible and be privy to all my words, instructions, and the special things I would tell you and teach you, then love me intimately. For although a person can still make it through the last days and be close to me without doing so, the full blessings and benefits only come to those who choose to partake. And as the days wax worse, the benefits will only increase. 176. So practice now even in small ways, for it is the choice and the willingness that I bless. Your faith and desire to step out, even if your step is so very small, I will bless and count as righteousness unto you. I will water your seed of faith and cause it to grow. If you put forth the effort and take the first step, then I will guide you and draw you unto myself. End of message from Jesus. 177. Mama. Similar to my question about what difference there is in the messages of prophecy and the training that the Lord gives those who love him intimately and those who don't, I asked our wonderful husband for another clarification on the following sentence. If you wish to be as close to me as possible and be privy to all my words, instructions, and the special things I would tell you and teach you, then love me intimately. 178. To me that sounded like even though someone is very fluent in their gift of prophecy, unless they're loving the Lord intimately he may not give them as much, as many specifics, or as rich in abundance as those who are loving him intimately. The Lord, as always, was more than willing to explain. 179. Jesus speaking. Again, in this instance, I speak of the difference between lover and friend. Those who are fluent and exercised in their gift of prophecy, who have faith that I will speak to them, I can tell much. I can forewarn them and guide them. But those who are intimate with me are afforded greater protection and are privy to more of my current instruction, for they have given more to me and to those who give more, more will be given. As much faith as you show forth that measure will be returned unto you. 180. So love me, that you might partake of all these blessings. Allow Maine to fully protect and care for you by coming into my household and being wed to me, loving me and giving yourself unto me. I can only protect and care for my friends as much as they allow me, but I can carefully guard and keep close by my sides my wives, who have given themselves to me forever. End of message from Jesus. 181. Mama. There are a number of specific premises and incentives in that message and story illustration from the Lord in regards to our loving him that are very encouraging. I'll list them here. 1. Loving Jesus is the last wall of preparation which we must pass through before we're fitted and prepared in heart, mind and spirit to be the soldiers of the end that the Lord has called us to be. 2. Put together with the other new weapons that Jesus has given us which we're learning to use faithfully, we're provided with all the preparation that we need. 3. Loving Jesus intimately will prepare us for the last days. Without it, we'll lack in some area. 4. In the last days, we'll actually see and feel the benefits of being Jesus' intimate bride. We'll see the strength he's given us and feel the difference. 5. As the days wax worse, the benefits of loving Jesus will only increase. 182. The Lord's message is so sweet and understanding. 
He encourages you who haven't yet tried loving him to take even one teeny step. He promises he'll water the seed of faith that you show in making an effort, and he'll draw you close to himself. He's just asking for an effort of faith, just a demonstration of your love in this way. Give him your one little mustard seed of faith and let him move the mountain of obstacles that the enemy has set in your path. The Last Wall of Preparation 183 When I asked the Lord for more details concerning loving Jesus being the final wall of preparation, as he said in the previous message, he gave the following message. As the Lord explains, just because loving Jesus is the last wall of preparation, doesn't mean that he is going to quit speaking to us, or that he's run out of new moves of the Spirit or revelations. To the contrary, passing through this last wall of preparation, will enable us to receive all the more from him, and allows him to pour more into us and to strengthen us more, because of our increased yieldedness, acceptance, believing and receiving spirits, which will come as a result of being his intimate prize. 184. Jesus speaking. The test of loving me intimately is just that, the last wall of preparation at this stage of the game. After that, you go on to a new level. It is a new era, the era of greater works and miracles. There will be more moves of my spirit, but this is the last wall of preparation which my children must cross and put between them and the enemy in order to receive the things I have for them in the future, and to be wholly prepared as I would like them to be. 185. This should encourage people that if they can let go of their pride and yield to me in this area, they have completed the grade and have the basic preparedness in spirit that I require. Of course, there will be more moves of the spirit that will come along, and other things that will strengthen and enhance their spiritual lives, but as I have said, loving Jesus is the final wall of preparation. This will encourage many of my children who wonder if they will be able to receive the next new move of my spirit. 186. The simple truth is that if they are able to embrace the loving Jesus revelation, and they remain yielded and open to me, as my desirous and simple brides, believing, receiving and accepting in faith, they will easily be able to flow along with the future moves of my spirit. 187. The loving Jesus revelation was a great test for many, and for that very reason it was part of the final wall of preparation, for I needed a strong and meaty test to try my children with, to see who would prevail into the last blessed days of the end time. It is a high calling to be one of my chosen end time warriors, and in order to receive my full blessing, anointing and ultimate care and protection, you must be one of my intimate brides by accepting and practicing the loving Jesus revelation. End of message from Jesus. 188. Mama. So once again, I urge those of you who have not yet given it a try, or who have tried a few times but gave up because you didn't see any immediate results, to please try again. Please let Jesus, the one who loves you more than anyone else in the world, have a closer and deeper relationship with you through this avenue of loving him. 189. Won't you do it out of love for him, out of obedience? Even if you don't fully understand all the INS and outs, or have it all sorted out in your mind. If you have questions, ask him to speak to you. Ask him if he wants you to love him intimately. If you're struggling, ask him to strengthen and empower you through his living words. He's more than willing to help you along step by step, and believe me, the results you'll reap will be more than worth it. Why broadcast our sex doctrines? 1. Q. Why are we so open about broadcasting our sex doctrines, especially when the whole message rarely gets out? 
The media picks up on the sensational side of our sexual beliefs and freedoms, but fails to include the godly standpoint that we're coming from. Shouldn't we try to keep the sexual side of our beliefs, including the loving Jesus revelation, a little quieter and perhaps even downplay them? Note. The following message from Dad was given three years ago, some months after the loving Jesus revelation was published. 2. Dad speaking. We aren't the ones who are broadcasting our sexual beliefs, although I'm not ashamed to talk about them and tell it like it is. I'm not ashamed of the beautiful, wonderful, precious gift which God has given to us, that of being able to freely enjoy his creation, without fear, condemnation, guilt or sin. So I'm not ashamed to talk about it to others. It's not us, and in most cases has never been the family that has initiated the broadcasting of our sexual beliefs. It's always the media that wants to broadcast them. They're the ones who grab the ball and run with it and start broadcasting and asking for interviews and answers. 3. Sex has never been our major message to the world. Yes, we believe in it, we practice it, and we thank God for his precious gift to us, which when practiced as God ordained, designed and intended, is a pure function and a beautiful wonder of God's creation. There's nothing evil or wrong with sex, nudity, or the human body. But even though we believe that and we practice that, it's still not our main message to the world. It plays a very small part in our lives in comparison to our main job, which is witness ing the Lord's love to the lost. That's always been our main job, our main message, and God has made it very clear that he has called and chosen the family to spread the gospel and the good news of salvation. 4. In addition to the blessing of serving him and spreading his message, he's given us a beautiful freedom in having loving sexual relations one with another, which I'm sure the family agrees has been a great blessing in their lives and has made it easier to do his job. Everyone needs sex. Everyone loves good, godly sex, and when practiced the way he intended it to be practiced, it bears beautiful fruit in our lives. 5. But we're not the ones who are initiating the broadcasting of our sexual beliefs. We're not the ones who are knocking on the doors of the newspapers and TV stations to get them to publish our sexual beliefs. They're the ones who come and ask us for it. Of course, if they're going to ask us and they want to know the answers, then it's our responsibility to give them the answers and to stand up for the truth. I'm thankful for and proud of God's messages. I'm thankful for and proud of good, godly sex. And I'm not ashamed to tell the world when they ask us. 6. Some news reporters have already gotten hold of the loving Jesus revelation, and news of this revelation will surface in the media. This is nothing to be afraid of. We have nothing to be ashamed of nor any reason to hide the wonderful blessing and privilege that the Lord has given us of being able to love him in this way. 7. You may be faced with some questions about this new doctrine and practice, and Mom and Peter have taken great care to provide you with the answers you may need. With the Lord's help, and a great deal of prayer and counsel, they and their staff members have compiled the Loving Jesus Statement to help you answer the public's questions and present this revelation in a way that will make it as easy as possible for outsiders to relate to. 8. We're not expecting the general public or the church Christians to be as thrilled about this revelation as we are, but nonetheless, we have to be prepared to give an answer and explain it to them. We're not necessarily doing it to broadcast our sexual beliefs, but when asked, we want to give them the truth and tell them the way it is, because the news media has enough trouble keeping things straight and publishing the truth.
We want to be sure that we give them the true picture. 9. As far as the public accepting it, well, this revelation was given for the family, not for the general public. Loving Jesus was meant as a way for adult family members to have a closer, more intimate relationship with the Lord. It may also prove to be a blessing and benefit to some people outside the family, but that's not the main reason we published it, or why the Loving Jesus statement was compiled. We made this statement available to answer questions about the Loving Jesus revelation, not to preach it to the world. End of message from Dad. 10. Mama. As Dad says above, the Loving Jesus revelation was not given for the public. It's a special gift and doctrine that the Lord has given to us in the family. And while some others in the world may hear about it and benefit from it, that will probably be more the exception than the rule. Of course, that's not to say that you can't share it with interested friends and contacts. Some of those we've been following up on in South America practice loving Jesus and even preach it to their friends. And you may need to share at least the concept with some of your friends as well, to prepare them for past idol controversy and media smears. CML hash 3243-8123, GN845. 11. I'd like to also remind you that nearly every religious group holds to some belief or practice that appears strange to those outside the group, to the world at large. Some groups have practices that are very far out, which people would consider much stranger than ours. Most people in the world today realize that if you're part of a religious group, you're going to hold certain beliefs or practices that they won't understand or necessarily agree with. 12. Although the loving Jesus revelation has come up in the media from time to time, the Lord has protected us from major media splashes or persecution related to this message, which many family members were concerned would result once this series had been published. As we've continued to be open and give an answer to them that ask of us, when questioned about these things, the Lord has done his part and blessed and protected us. Praise the Lord. Will loving Jesus bring on persecution? 13. Q. I have battles with the fact that in recent years more sexy and sexual things have been printed in our family pubs. The enemy attacks me with fears of the loving Jesus revelation and the increased sexiness in our religion causing persecution, or that we're giving our enemies ammunition, to use against us. Doesn't it tarnish our reputation somewhat, or even the Lord's, in the eyes of the world and how they view us as a Christian group? 14. Jesus speaking, there is no need to fear persecution. Persecution is only allowed by my hand when I know it will bear fruit and when it is the time for it. Don't you think that I am able to protect my children from persecution? Does Puniman have any power against me? I tell you, they have no power. As I told the scribes and Pharisees of my day, they could do nothing unless my Father in heaven allows it. I can send legions of angels to each of my children to protect them from the puny attempts of man to hurt them. 15. But have I not said that all that will live godly shall suffer persecution? Persecution comes when it is the time appointed. Doubt not my words, only believe and trust in me I will open doors that no man can close. I will make a way in the wilderness. I will raise up kings and rulers to protect and keep you. I will continually deliver you from the hand of the fowler. I will continue to make you my spiritual nation that will shine as a beacon from the heights of the earth. 16. As always, Throughout time I use my word to separate the sheep from the goats, the weak from the strong. Only my strongest children can go where I am going at this time, to the front lines of the battle, 
to face the devil head on in the days to come. As always, this is a Gideon's band of my children, those who are willing to be of no reputation, who are willing to be mocked and ridiculed by the secular world of their time. 17. So be not fearful, my children. Only follow me and trust me I am able to protect you and to keep you and lead you into all righteousness and truth. As I told the self-righteous scribes and Pharisees of my day, except these praise and acknowledge me, the very rats would cry out. So it is with my prophets and those who give my words to my children. They're merely instruments in my hand to deliver my word. And if they were to withhold my word, then I would raise up others to send my word forth to my children. 18. Those who look to the Queen and King as the originators or the distributors of these words are looking in the flesh and not in the spirit. These are not their thoughts or words. They're my thoughts and my words. Your King and Queen understand well your situations and they love you very much, and therefore they have the faith to give you the words that I give to them. They know that my words will be your strength and protection and guiding light in the times to come. 19. Worry not about the academics and the theologians and those who are looking so diligently to see how the family is changing and blending into the mainstream of society. I tell you that the family will never blend into the world of this day, for the world is evil and polluted, full of greed and avarice and licentiousness. I have called my children to come out from among them and be separate, and they have obeyed and will continue to obey me until the end I have called you to please me, not to please man. 20. I will take the responsibility for my reputation and for the way I've asked my children to operate. So fear not man, but rather fear me walk close to me and I will not allow these doubts and lies of the enemy to plague you and worry you and weaken you through fear. I am your mighty king and protector, your lover, your husband, your lord. I will continue to guard you as the apple of my eye. So let me be your guide, let me determine your doctrines, your theology, your philosophy the tenets of your faith. 21. Has any harm come to you since the publishing of the loving Jesus revelation? Have the authorities raided you and taken your children? Have you been maligned or persecuted or abused? I tell you nay, for I have given you favor in the sight of many kings and nations. They're fascinated by your faith and they see your good works. They see my spirit pouring from you as they've never seen my spirit before, and they're enthralled and desirous to have the peace, the truth and the freedom that my children have. 22. So continue to go forth in faith and worry not about the publishing of these sexy words, these intimacies with me do you think that men and women of the world don't think those thoughts, that they don't get excited by the thought of penises and pussies and fucking? I tell you they do, and many think these sexy thoughts in their fantasies and use these sexy words with each other, but simply because these words aren't supposedly religious, because they're being used with me, your lover and husband, are they wrong and evil? Those of the world know me not and have been deceived and led astray by the devil into thinking and believing that sex is evil and dirty, and that these parts of their bodies are evil and dirty and shouldn't be talked about, that the words fuck and fucking are dirty words. 23. But as I've told you, they are the ones who are dirty and unclean. The act of fecking is of me, for it is the true unity of two souls in love, and how much more if they're fecking and uniting with me, their creator, their ultimate lover, the one who created them to love me how could I not bless and cherish the ones with the humility and the faith to throw off the traditions and the unguardliness and the self-righteousness of man, the deception and the lies of the devil. I tell you that I have blessed them, and I will continue to bless them. End of message from Jesus. 24. Mama. 
What a powerful and sobering message. Thank you, Jesus, for such a clear explanation about why you ask us to do such radical things, why you have to keep us so far apart from the system, and why we don't have to worry or fear for our precious families and children in believing and accepting the loving Jesus revelation. 25. The Lord has certainly kept his end of the deal, and has cared for us and kept us free from persecution resulting from the loving Jesus revelation during the four years since it was published. Even though some people were very critical of the loving Jesus revelation in the beginning, due to their fears that it would bring about persecution and a new wave of negative media coverage, the Lord has once again protected and kept us, and fulfilled his promises to care for his own. 26. Now we should all check our hearts and determine whether or not we're obeying the Lord's call to be separate from the system in every way, one of which is by being his intimate bride and not letting our actions be dictated by the enemy's lies and fears. He's promised to protect us and keep us from persecution as long as it's his will, and as long as we're obedient. Quite a few years ago the Lord promised the family a time of peace and freedom from persecution, which he has given us, more recently, in the Shaker. GM. He talked about persecution and said that now the responsibility is on us, as a family, to change our ways, to cleanse the impurities and system influences from our midst, and to become the wholehearted disciples he's asking us to be, if we want to have his protection from persecution. So whether or not we are blessed with continued freedom from persecution depends on how we, as a family, respond to the shaker. 27. That doesn't mean that persecution will never come, even if the family does succeed in being cleansed and strengthened through the shake-up. We know that persecution will come at some point, as he's prepared us for it throughout the Bible. But if we're obeying the Lord and staying close to him, we can rest assured that it will be on his perfect timetable and that he will see us through it and use us as a mighty testimony and witness. Praise the Lord. Are you missing the emotional feelings when loving Jesus? 28. Q in the letter what a husband and lover, where the Lord talks about those who love him as his bride, he says, we stay on a permanent high, always looking forward to and anticipating and daydreaming about the next time we can be together, ml hash 3098 that sounds wonderful, but I just don't feel that way about my relationship with the Lord, as much as I love him, I don't have those physical, highly emotional feelings, is something wrong? Why don't I feel that way? 29. Jesus speaking, if you don't experience big emotional feelings when you're talking to me, loving me intimately, or praising me from your heart, don't worry about it. Don't think that there's something wrong. I understand your desire to please me and to be obedient to my words and to fulfill my needs. I understand that you may not experience the same emotional feelings and highs or thrills or ecstasies that you may have heard others testify of, but it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. If you're obeying by faith and whispering your words of love to me from your heart, it means that everything's right, and that you're doing the right things. All you have to do, and all I want and need, is for you to tell me that you love me in whatever way you can, with whatever words you choose, and in whatever way you choose to express it. 30. I know that you love me, and I see your love and I feel your love when you tell me so. Whether you feel anything emotionally or not does not change the way I view and appreciate your love. So don't let it discourage, hinder, or stop you. The enemy would like to whisper his doubts and discouragement and lies to your heart, 
and persuade you that you must be on the wrong track or not doing the right thing. He'll try to convince you that you must not be yielded enough, or you must not have enough love. Perhaps he even tries to tell you that you're not revolutionary enough, that you're an old bottle, because you don't experience any physical feelings or emotional thrills or highs. 31. He fights your obedience in saying words of love and praise to me. He fights the connection that we will make in the spirit during your times of expressing your love to me. He fights it and he tries to discourage you and build up a wall of discouragement and defeat by telling you that it must not be working because you don't feel anything. 32. But whatever your words are and no matter how you may feel physically, emotionally or spiritually, I tell you that there is great power in your words of love to me. It doesn't matter if they're few words or many words. If they're eloquent, articulate words, or if they're simple, small words, it's just like your prayers. They only need to come from your heart. I see and I understand, and in return I reward and bless you in the spirit. 33. Many of my blessings and rewards of the spirit you may not feel emotionally. You may not get a great spiritual high or undergo a wonderful experience that you can relate to others in glowing terms. Many of my rewards and blessings of the Spirit are those which are unseen by the human eye. They are those of peace within your heart and soul and spirit. They are the reward and gift of continued faith, the rewards of obedience and the blessings of continued love in your life. 34. So look not for the outward show and the outward rewards and blessings, and worry not about the showy manifestations of an emotional heart. There may be some who will experience emotional feelings, things that they can tangibly feel and testify of, but not all will feel that way, and even the people who do experience emotional feelings do not always experience them. They may experience them occasionally and some may only experience them rarely, but the feelings and the experience are not the most important matters. What is important to me is that you continue to tell me you love me. 35. Just as with anyone you love any love relationship, you continue to reassure them that you love them by the things you say, and your words need not be great and flowery or profound. You need not feel that you must be eloquent. They only need to be words from your heart. These words are enough for me they're enough to keep our love warm, glowing and burning. 36. As far as whether you receive more bless ing for saying the more erotic words, that depends on your heart. If you hold back from saying them out of pride, then you do not receive as much of the blessing, because you are holding back and giving only a little. But for some people, those words are not naturally exciting, and so when they want to speak to me with the words of deepest expression and emotion, they choose the words that turn them on and excite them. And that means the world to me. 37. I look on the heart. If people are holding back and are not willing to say words of love and passion to me because of their pride, then they cannot be fully blessed. But if they say to me words that excite love and passion within them, though it may seem mild to others, they are as blessed as those who say the more erotic words, because in their heart they are very erotic and passionate. 38. I see the heart and I judge by the heart. So the difference between the words that you say does not make much difference to me, I only seek that you love me to the limit. For different people, that means different things. 39. I am your spiritual lover who is always with you. I am always by your side, connected to you, knowing what you're doing, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, and what you need. As your lover, I desire to supply your needs, and I desire for you to supply mine. The longer we live and love together as lovers, the more we become one.
As lovers grow to know each other in an ever deeper way, the more they're together and the more they love, the more they share and sacrifice and give to one another, the more reassured they become of the other's love, until finally it doesn't take much to keep their love fire burning. 40. It just takes a few little words and expressions of love, for they have a spiritual link with each other, that knowing, that connection, and it just takes a loving look, a loving touch, a loving word, and their love fires glow and their bond remains strong. So it is between you and me we have been lovers of old. We are strong lovers, we are steady lovers, we are deep lovers. End of message from Jesus. 41. Mama. The next message was given to a young woman who wrote me with her concerns of not feeling closer or more in love with Jesus, even though she had begun loving him intimately. 42. Jesus speaking. You may not think that you're very close to me, but I say that you're closer than ever, for you've obeyed my words and followed blindly by faith. Even without the feelings and emotional highs, you've fought on and have desired to remain close to me I'm well pleased in what you've given me, for it has been with a whole heart. 43. Don't worry because you don't experience these so-called emotional highs, in the spirit. You may be surprised to know that there aren't many who do experience such feelings. Yes, there have been testimonies of people who have caught a glimpse of the heavenly realm or have felt wonderful things, but these are the rarer cases. 44. There are many who have not had the emotional thrills to go along with their relationship with me This doesn't mean that I love them any less, or favor the ones who have special experiences anymore. I work in each one's life differently. So don't feel bad if you haven't had a great rush or in love, feelings for me that you can feel in the physical. Just the fact that you read my words and love my words and follow them shows that you believe in me and that you do love me. 45. Don't condemn yourself because you feel that you don't measure up to a certain spirituality, for I have no such standard. I don't have a gauge that I'm measuring you by. Just run free, my child and enjoy the fresh wind as it blows on your face and refreshes you. Burn free and love me as you have. Enjoyed your times with me. 46. You can take encouragement from Mama, who also doesn't have a lot of thrills or feelings to go along with her relationship with me yet she loves me wonderfully with all her heart, and I love her and ravish her in the spirit. You see, you have to take much of it by faith, for this is how I've made it, as a test. But that's why I will reward you so much more when you finally come over to the other realm, when you stand before me in the next life. Then you'll see and feel and know me in ways that you could never know me on this earth. 47. This life is a test. This time here is one of walking by faith and not by sight, just holding on to my promises and believing that what I say in my word is true, even if you don't necessarily have the proof to back it up. So take it as a challenge and keep holding on knowing by faith that you're loving me and I'm loving you. End of message from Jesus. 48. Mama. I hope that those messages reassure those of you who don't feel any physical thrills or highs when loving Jesus. It doesn't make any difference to the Lord. He still craves your love. Most of us fall into that category of loving Jesus by faith, doing it out of obedience and love, just because he's asked it of us without necessarily feeling great rushes of excitement or supernatural sensations. But we can still know that we're receiving the blessings the Lord has promised and that we're making him just as happy. See also FJWL 1 232. Is Jesus really there when I make love to him in the spirit? 49. Q. 
When I spend time loving Jesus, is he really there or is it just a fantasy, a nice thought, something that he appreciates because we're giving him love and being willing to love him in this way? Or is he really there making love to me as well, interacting with me, only I can't feel it, see him, or touch him? Some people say that they feel his presence, but is he really there or not? 50. Jesus speaking. I'm right there with you, my precious bride. Even though you can't see me in the flesh or feel my flesh, I'm really, really with you. My spirit, my spirit body, my love, is right beside you when we lie together in our bed of love. I'm lying with you, loving you, making love with you. I'm really with you in the spirit. You just can't see me or feel me, but I'm there. 51. I'm in the room with you, filling you, surrounding you, enveloping you in these beautiful times of love making. I wouldn't miss being with you for anything, because I love you so much. You're my bride, my lover, and when you make love to me in the spirit, I'm making love with you. When you think of me and long to kiss me, you're kissing my lips and I kiss you in return. When you desire to stroke my face and feel me close to you, I am there close to you. I feel your caresses. My spirit, my heart and my spirit body are right there in our bed of love, doing all the things that you're thinking of and desiring and wishing for. 52. My seeds become a part of your spirit. They truly become a part of you and live inside you and give you the blessings of my spirit. I know that you can't see me, but the minute you start talking to me and call me, I come. I'm so happy to be with you. It's the most wonderful experience for me, being able to love you in the spirit and fill your spirit with my seeds. 53. Don't worry if you don't understand it, or if you don't feel anything. That doesn't matter. Just believe, and receive by faith. I'll do the miracle in the spirit. I'll fill you, inspire you, comfort you and bless you, because you believe. I love you, my precious prize. I love to make love with you. I know you have to take it by faith because you can't see me, but just believe that I'm really there with you. It's not fantasy, because I'm not a fantasy. I'm real. I can do anything, and I'm there with you in our bed of love because I love you and need you. It's the most beautiful thing in the world when our bodies love one another and merge in the spirit. 54. Just trust me, receive me by faith, and let me fill you and inspire you. End of message from Jesus. 55. Mama, you might be wondering about some of the loving Jesus songs which the Lord has given us, which call him our fantasy, or some of the praise kisses which say the same. We asked the Lord about it and he said. 56. Jesus speaking. While I am telling you that I am not a fantasy, because I am more than a fantasy, I am real, yet it is fine for you to call me your fantasy, because in essence you are saying that you desire me so much that you fantasize about me, and this is a beautiful compliment of love which I accept with honor. I love it when you turn your thoughts toward me I love to be a part of your fantasies, your desires, the cravings of your heart. And the most wonderful thing is that when you fantasize about me, I am right there with you, fulfilling the desires of your heart as you imagine them. Then, when you come here to my heavenly kingdom, we will spend many hours enacting each fantasy in living color. I love you. You are my fantasy. End of message from Jesus. Does everyone get a chance to feel Jesus' love? 57. Q. I know Jesus has planned each of our lives differently, and maybe he's trying to teach me to have more faith. 
but I'm wondering if he gives everyone a chance to feel his love personally, or does he just want us to always take it by faith? 58. Jesus speaking. Don't you know that understanding is the reward of faith? So seek not to understand that you may believe, but seek to believe, that you may understand. This is the secret. This is the key to unlock and comprehend the many mysteries of the Spirit. To believe, you must have faith. To have faith, you must have the Word, read it and obey it. In this I am well pleased, that although you felt nothing, you kept going by faith, trusting me that I would bring to pass the promises that I gave. 59. It's not true that some are more worthy of my personal manifestations of love than others. But it is true that I manifest myself differently with different people. If you'll look around, you'll see that I've greatly blessed you in many ways, even though you don't feel anything different. It's not a matter of feeling, of what you feel and what you don't feel. Yes, there are people who can feel a close link with me, who seem to know me more intimately, and who may seem like they're closer to me than you are. But it's not a matter of feelings. It's a matter of faith. 60. You must have faith that when I say I'm close to you, I am close to you. You must have faith that when I say I give you my seeds during our times of close communion, I do give you my seeds, even though you may not see or feel them with any of your physical senses. As it is with the physical, so it is with the spiritual, with physical love. Some people are more emotionally affected and feel the love more deeply and express it more fervently than others. So it is with love in the spirit. It affects some people more emotionally and they express it more. But that doesn't mean that they love me any more than you do, or that I love them any more than I love you. 61. There are many ways to show love for someone, and just because you think you don't physically feel my love, this doesn't mean that I'm not loving you or that you're not loving me. You can love me in many ways. You can love me physically by speaking words of love to me during your times of intimate fellowship with others. 62. I love you in many ways, and can manifest my love for you in many ways. I can show you my love in the eyes of another, as they look tenderly into you. I can show you my love in the peaceful rest and sleep I give you at night, when your spirit commands with me for a time of rest and recuperation from the strain and battles of the day. I show you my love in the way I supply your needs and care for you and your loved ones. I can show you my love in the words that I give you, and in the seeds that you receive from me in this way. I show you my love by giving you angels to watch over you, who protect and keep you and your loved ones from harm. 63. All of these things, and many more, are my love for you. Some are physical and can be felt. Some are emotional and can be sensed. And yet others are spiritual which you may never even see or be aware of. But these are all manifestations of my love. So, yes, I do manifest my love to each and every one of my children. 64. Yet you wish to know if you'll always have to take these things by faith, or whether everyone has a chance to feel my love at some time. I work differently in the lives of different people, and I know what each one needs and when they need it. For some, they must take things by faith for a long time, before they ever feel it. Others may feel it right away, but then they stop feeling it and they have to take it by faith afterwards. Others may never feel any deep emotion and always have to take my love by faith. 65. My love is so vast and is manifested for you in so many different ways, some of which do not take faith to see or to feel. 
They just take faith to believe and accept that it's really my love, and not just that person, or that contact, but that it's me loving you through the love of that person, or through the items that contact, donates to your home. 66. But I say to you, trust, be patient, and have faith. Be faithful to seek me, to love me, to come before me to hear my words, and see if I'll not cause that love in your heart to grow. With Maine, all things are possible to him that believes. 67. I know your heart. I see past the human mind, the carnal flesh, the physical emotions, and I know and can see that you love me greatly, that you're in love with me, that you long for me like no other. I see the love that you manifest for me in coming before me, in humbling yourself to love me intimately, in great faith. 68. Do not seek to understand with the flesh that which is wrought in the spirit, but only trust me believe that there is great power and blessings in the love we have for one another. Though you may not feel the physical sensations, I tell you that in the spirit we thrill to be together, and find great joy when we whisper words of love in each other's ear. End of message from Jesus. I don't feel in love, with Jesus 69. Q. I don't feel in love, with Jesus. I feel like he's my closest friend that I can tell anything to and honor and respect him. Of course I love him to a certain degree, but it's not like I have that feeling of deep love that would go above any human love. Often I wish that I would feel in love with him. Then I wouldn't have to worry about liking someone else. Then Jesus would take the place of that person. So many people, particularly the FGAs, seem to be so in love with Jesus. It seems like he means everything to them. I honestly can't say he means everything to me, although I would like him to. 17. I often use the praise kisses for loving Jesus times, but I haven't experienced all the things they say. Personally I haven't felt any ecstasies in the spirit, yet, unless I have but just don't realize it. Or things like, you're my one and only true love. That's true to a certain degree, but in a way I can't truly say that. 71. Are these things supposed to be manifested in the spirit, or can we actually experience these things in the physical as well? 72. Jesus speaking. You don't have to feel in love with me to love me deeply and manifest your love for me. Not everyone has those in love feelings, and I've not made that a requisite for pleasing me or for receiving my blessings. All you need in order to receive my intimate love and blessings is a desire to love me, to obey, to give yourself to me and I will give you the rest. 73. You may not even feel that you have much desire to love me, or you feel you're doing it nor out of duty, out of obedience, because I've asked it of you. But that's okay. I don't mind that. I see and accept your love and am thankful for it. 74. You see some FGAs who appear to be so in love with me, and you wonder why you don't feel that way, and why don't I just make it easier for you by giving you those in love feelings. But you must realize that for most people, their love is put into action and made manifest through faith. Even some of these who appear to be so in love with me these ones have gone through deep testings and trials and tribulations. They have walked long roads of service with me by their side, and they've found in me a strong anchor and security. I've kept them and given them faith and courage. They know they need me and they depend on me for everything. Because of this knowledge, they show their love for me freely and give me what I desire, whether they feel in love, feelings or not. As they do this more and more, it becomes more natural and comfortable to them, and they begin to feel this way more themselves. 75. 
Please don't worry about whether or not you're pleasing me by judging your love by your feelings. That's not how I look upon you or judge you at all. Just step out and love me make it a habit, and in time you'll become more and more comfortable, and these ways of loving me intimately and including me in your life in every way will become second nature to you. Then others will look at you and in turn say, this one loves Jesus so much, it's clear to see. It's an inner change that I affect on your spirit, and the more you love me, the more this change will show up. 76. But you must not base your decision to love me on whether or not you have the feelings to go along with it. You can still say sexy love words to me, even if you haven't experienced that feeling or if you don't feel that way toward me love main by faith. Our love relationship is a relationship of the spirit, but I in turn shower upon you blessings that you reap in the physical. Sometimes I give feelings, sometimes I don't. I know what's best and just what you need. Just decide you'll love me because I've given you everything, and let me take care of the rest, the times without feelings, the times with feelings, and all the other peculiarities that come up in our relationship. I'll take care of it all. Just love me and know that I love your loving. End of message from Jesus. I've lost the passion in my loving Jesus dates 77. Q. After the Loving Jesus series came out, I started having Loving Jesus dates with a guy I was involved with. We weren't seriously involved, more like sharing partners. But it came so naturally for us to love the Lord together. We both fell so in love with Jesus. We also started getting closer to each other during this time. I can definitely testify to the fact that Loving Jesus intimately can't change lives. 78. Sometime later I was asked to move to another area. It was hard at first for us to forsake each other, as we had grown quite close, but we both felt that it was the Lord's plan that I move on. When I visit homes, as I'm a versus, I occasionally share with others and say love words to Jesus with them, but in most of those situations, it's the first time I've had a date with them and there tends to be some nervousness there. It's usually a little awkward for the other person to say love words to Jesus or be Jesus, as many of them have never done that with anyone before. 79. I do have intimate times with the Lord by myself, and these have been very sweet, but I room with other girls, so I can't really do it very often. I have to say love words to the Lord in my mind so I don't bother anyone else, but it's harder to concentrate sometimes and I usually start thinking about other things. 80. Since I broke up with this guy, I haven't had any real special experiences loving Jesus. I know this sounds funny, as Jesus is the same no matter who I'm with, or even if I'm by myself, but I feel like my passionate love for Jesus has faded a little. When I was loving Jesus with that person, I would almost forget I was with him and it would just seem like I was with Jesus. It's harder for me to love Jesus by myself and it takes a lot more imagination than if I was with someone else who I could touch and feel, but there's not really anyone around that I have regular dates with. I find myself trying so hard to get back that passion I used to feel when I would love Jesus, but trying to do it in the flesh only makes me more frustrated. 81. I know that the Lord is pleased if we just do what we can, but I'm not really satisfied with just whispering love words to him sometimes. After having such a hot relationship with Jesus before, it's hard for me to seem to have less now, and I long to love Jesus like that again. I've tasted his love and I want more. I wonder if maybe there's something that I'm doing wrong, or not doing, that could bring the sparkle back into my love making with Jesus.
Or maybe this is just a testing time and he wants me to be patient. Is it normal to have a little slump like this, where I don't feel so in love, like I did before? 82. Jesus speaking. Oh, my beautiful bubbly bride, I love how you love me, I love how you hold me, I love how you kiss me, I love how you open your arms and your legs and your heart and soul and body to me, I love how you thrill me and delight me, I love to thrill you and touch you and delight in you. I don't love you more or less, depending on whether you love me alone or you love me with someone else. I know that you know this, and have heard this, yet you desire to feel more, to experience more, to feel the emotion and the physical and spiritual closeness that you felt before, but for a time have not felt. 83. These things have not happened because I love you any less, neither have they come upon you because you love me any less. For as my love for you is steady, sure and unchanging, so do I know that your love for me and your desire and your yieldedness to me is no less now than when you felt greater passion in your love making with me and with others. I do not judge you or measure you by how much you feel, by how passionate you feel when sharing my love with others. I know that your heart and spirit and soul cry out for me, that you hunger for me, that you want me, that you desire me, that you long for me, and this, my love is the most sexy and exciting way you could look at me the longing, the desire for the passion and the heat and the intensity, is just as sexy and desirable to me as when you actually do feel the passion and the heat and the intensity. I see your longing, your desire, and I will fulfill it. I will rekindle the flame of the fire of your love for me, so that when you love others with me, or even when you love me alone, you can feel me, you can sense me, and you can feel the fire of passion burning in your spirit and in your body. 84. It's natural that you would have more intense feelings when you love me with someone who you also love in the flesh, whose body and personality you're comfortable with and happy with. These special feelings of love that I give you for another are a touch and a token of my love. I know and understand that naturally you would feel more excited, more passionate, when you can love me together with someone who you already love in a special way. Yet as you continue to give and share and love your brothers, those who you visit and those who you shepherd and those who you fellowship with, I can also give you special experiences of loving me together. But it takes time, it's not easy, and it doesn't always flow perfectly right from the start. 85. For though my love is perfect, and though in loving each other you are loving me, and though you can love with my love regardless of whether you love these others in the flesh, yet I know that you're still in the flesh, in a carnal body. Therefore you can't expect to not have any normal, natural feelings and thoughts. Just because you love me together with another, that doesn't always mean it will be easy for you to love each other sexually, or that you'll be passionate lovers for me or for each other when you're together. But I do promise that if you love me and bring me into your loving others, no matter who they are, it will enhance my love in you and your love for me and your love for each other. 86. With each time, with each experience, you draw closer to me, you bear a little more of yourself to me, you yield one more bit of your heart and soul to me, and you please me more and more and more. I therefore can continue to please you more and more and more, and take you step by step until you can be completely free completely at ease in loving me and loving others. In this freedom you'll find peaceful bliss and the full joy of my spirit, my holy wild wind of love that blows and flows and overflows and covers and melts and soothes and touches and caresses and shares and gives pleasure. 87. Worry not, and don't let the enemy tempt you to think that I love you any less, or that you love me any less. 
during these times when the flame of passion flickers low. For though it may not be ablaze, it's still hot, it's still burning, and I will blow upon it once again. Yet I ask you to trust me, to continue loving me, to walk by faith, to believe, to hold on. 88. Most of all, continue loving me with all your heart, as I know you do. Speak words of love to me throughout the day, many times a day. Tell me over and over of your love for me, for I never tire of hearing it. And listen, listen to me and let me whisper my sweet, sexy words of love in your ear. For I love you. I love everything about you, and I want to tell you every day how much I love you. I have so much to give you and share with you and teach you, my love. And whenever you stop to listen, I can tell you a little more about me and how I think and how I work and how I feel, how I feel about you and how I feel about the things you're doing and the people you're helping and the decisions you need to make. 89. I'm always here for you, baby. I don't miss a minute of being with you, and I'm always listening, ready to hear your words of love to me, and also ready to answer your pleas and your calls for help, your calls for answers, your calls for love. All true love is mine, and I have so much of it to give. So keep asking, keep desiring, keep hungering, keep sucking. And I will keep giving, pouring, sharing, filling you with my love, with my seeds, with my power, with my passion, with my anointing. End of message from Jesus. 90. Mama. While the above prophecy was given for an individual, the Lord's expressions of love and desire apply to us all. In this young woman's case, she did experience feelings of being in love with Jesus, and this physical passion was manifested in her dates and times of intimate fellowship with the Lord. Others of you have also felt a spiritual rush, increased desire, or some sort of sensation when loving Jesus at some point, but then it faded or disappeared completely. 91. In such a case it's natural to wonder if something has gone wrong or if you're not doing something right. But as the Lord explained above, having such feelings or not having them is no indication of his love for you or even of your love for him. The fact that some people get the feelings and others never do is also no gauge by which to measure the Lord's love. This is one point that we just have to trust the Lord on, remembering that he knows each of us inside out, and that whether he gives the feelings, doesn't give the feelings, or takes them away, he does it all in love. Part of the solution to loneliness 92. Mama. As the Lord explained in the original GN series, one of the great benefits of the loving Jesus revelation is that intimate time spent with Jesus provides companionship and comfort for those who battle loneliness. Many of you have testified that although loving Jesus doesn't necessarily give you someone in the flesh to hold and be your earthly companion, it can fill the empty spot in your heart that had been yearning for a lover and companion if you let it. You've come to realize that by looking at Jesus as your earthly mate, lover, and companion, he really can be all those things to you and help to greatly diminish your battles in this area. 93. I'd like to share with you a few excerpts of prophecy on this subject, how loving Jesus intimately is part of the solution to loneliness. And for those of you who continue to battle loneliness, Dad has some words of encouragement and counsel. 94. Dad speaking. This is one of the reasons the Lord brought along the loving Jesus revelation when he did because he knew that loneliness was going to be more of a problem, and there would be more single moms and less men, less affection, and fewer husbands. Why is this? It's because the enemy is fighting to attack in any way he can, and one of his devices and sources of discouragement is found in loneliness. 95. 
As things heat up and we move closer to the end, people are making their decisions, and only the men or women who are weak in themselves are able to keep going. The battle conditions vary and get harder and tougher as time goes on. Loneliness is one of these battle conditions that many more are being faced with these days. Each family member needs to be aware of this and reach out to help fill the needs of those around them, but even so, there will still be battles on this front to fight. 96. One great benefit of the loving Jesus revelation is that any of you who are feeling lonely with that aching in your heart can't come to him as your husband, your mate, and your companion. And for any of you who have felt like this, but I need something with skin on it, to feel someone's arms around me, to feel the comfort of having somebody in the flesh. I know it's nice that Jesus loves me, but I can't feel him, I can't touch him. Dart to you I say, just keep trying. Just keep loving Jesus. Just keep saying the love words to him. Continue making love to him, and letting him make love to you. 97. This is something you have to do by faith, even if you don't feel anything. Just keep loving him by faith and he will reward it. He's promised to never fail, and you'll begin to arouse it in different ways, that he is answering and that he will fill your loneliness and your empties. 98. At first you may not recognize it or see it, but as time goes on and you remain faithful to love him and give him your heart, he will fill your heart. He will fill your loneliness. You'll feel his presence and his comfort. You'll feel his love but not in the way you think you'll feel him, because you're looking for your answer in the way of the feelings of the flesh. You're looking for the comfort of physical arms, but he's trying to answer in other ways that you don't yet see. 99. He's answering, but in a different form, not with the feelings of touch and in a physical way, but in trying to give you happiness in your relationship with him, in giving you a stronger connection with him, a hunger to spend time with him and love him and look to him. He's answering by giving you a burden to be more loving and affectionate with others, by speaking to your heart and convicting you to spend more time with other people, listening to them, putting your arms around them, helping you to be more outgoing and sympathetic, to say kind, tender, caring words to others. He wants to fill the loneliness with himself, by giving you more of himself, and by you giving more of yourself to others. This will heal the loneliness. 100. His word will never fail. So if he hasn't answered to your satisfaction yet, just keep trying and just keep loving. He cannot fail, and his word never fails, so you know he'll never fail you. When you've completely given your heart to the Lord and when you've let him love you fully, there will be no room for loneliness. Just like there's no loneliness in heaven, because we're so full of Jesus and his presence and his love. We're receiving so much love and giving so much love, and thinking so much of him and of others, that loneliness has no place here. For love casts out loneliness, and it fills every need. 101. So let Jesus love you to fill your loneliness. As you make love to him, he'll cast out your loneliness and fill your heart with a greater love for him and others. End of message from Dad. 102. Dad speaking. I'm glad you're learning to love Jesus in a newer, deeper, and more intimate way. He's promised that if you love him and seek him and desire him above all others, he will add all these other things to you in his way and in his time. So continue to be a faithful lover and pride for Jesus, and he will be more than faithful to you, and love you, care for you, and bring those special blessings along just when you need them. He knows and he cares. 103. Don't be limited by any preconceived ideas about Jesus, 
because Jesus can be whatever you want and desire him to be for you. He is love and passion and emotion, and he's a sexy and passionate man. He made sex and pleasure and has all the love you can desire, and he wants to fill your every desire of the spirit and the flesh. So keep loving him and desiring him, and he'll love you, fill you, comfort you, fill the emptiness and satisfy you. Just keep on loving him and hold on to him and have faith and trust him. He knows just what you need, and he's got something special for you. End of message from Dad. Becoming familiar with loving Jesus 104. Q. I'm afraid that my times of loving Jesus might become too familiar if I'm saying the same love words to Jesus that I also say to others. Is he going to consider them special enough? 105. Jesus speaking. I accept all of your words of love and look upon them as special and personal and sincere. The loving words you say to me don't have to be reserved for me alone. I'm happy that you share these with others too. I see deep into your heart and know that when you say these words to me out of love, obedience and faith, they're very special, very personalized, and this rejoices my heart. 106. If you worry that your relationship with me is becoming routine or familiar, then simply ask me what you can do about it. I'll be glad to give you some ideas to spice up our times of lovemaking and intimate fellowship. Ideas that will refresh and invigorate and inspire both you and me so come to me if you feel anything is lacking, and I will speak to you and give you counsel. Together we'll keep our relationship and love affair hot and alive and moving. End of message from Jesus. 107. Mama. You might be wondering specify see Allah what you can do to spice up your intimate times with him this is what our husband said to one person when they were asking him how they could make their love life with him more alive and exciting. 108. Jesus speaking. Never forget for a moment that I am your lover. Think of me always in this way, as your passionate love, and then live like it every minute of the day. What do lovers do? They spend time together getting to know each other, exploring each other, and discovering each other's likes and dislikes. They want to learn all there is to know about each other, to uncover every secret about the other, to truly blend together as one in mind, heart and spirit. 109. If you want to keep our relationship alive and passionate, set aside a definite time each day for intimate fellowship with me, a time when you can come and rest in my arms, when you can let go of your mind and all your cares and slip away with me into the realms of the spirit world, where I can show you things and kiss and caress and make love to you. If you will set aside a special time just for me, to stop and set your heart and mind completely on me, I will lift you to realms of the spirit you've never known before. 110. I love it when you spend time reading my word and hearing from me in prophecy, but I also want you to be my lover. I want you. I want you every minute of every day. I want more than a marriage of convenience, more than a business arrangement. I want a passionate love affair that will never end. With our intimate times together, I want to show you new ways to love. I want to love you in every way conceivable. I want to love you like no other can. I want to be everything to you, more than any human lover will ever be. 111. I want to share special things, with you. If you like, I'll give you a special pet name, and you can have one for me too. Why not try designating a special place, where you can enjoy slipping away with me from the hustle and bustle of the day. I want to have our special song. I want to have special days together and special nights, times when I can be alone with you. 
I want to have special celebrations and meaningful times together that just we two share. I want to talk to you about my favorite things, my likes and dislikes, my desires. I want to tell you what makes me happy and let you in on secret things that turn me on. 112. I want to bring special gifts, and have you do the same for me. I want to watch your glowing eyes as you open each present. I want to laugh with you and cry with you. I want you to feel free to tell me your deepest thoughts, desires and secrets. I want our hearts to be so close that they become one. 113. I don't want you to love me out of duty alone. I want you to fall deeply in love with me. I want you to have that driving motivation that wild horses couldn't keep you away from my side. I want you to fall madly in love with me. I want you to be insatiable for me, to where you have to have me all the time, to where you're looking for every spare moment you can find to be with me, to where you feel like you just can't live without me for one second. 114. As we have this intimate time daily where you come lie in my arms and get lost in my love, you'll become more dependent on me as this happens, you'll feel more comfortable saying passionate and loving words to me throughout the day. It will be natural for you to let go of yourself and raise your arms in praise to me, or to declare your love and passion for me in front of others, for nothing else will matter to you. 115. You'll feel so in love with me that you'll want everyone to know and this will give you a great sense of freedom. You'll feel on fire as you experience my love and passion burning deep within you. I have so much to give to you. I want to give you my all. We have so much to do together, so many pleasures to enjoy. We have so much ahead of us, so much loving to experience. End of message from Jesus. 116. Jesus speaking. My beautiful bride, lover and sweetheart, I love you. I see deep within you your desire to love me fully. I see your desire and your longing to have a special link and relationship with me. You long for that closeness with me. I say unto you, I will give you the things that you ask for, that oneness, that special relationship with me. The words that you say to me will be special, for they truly come from the heart and pour forth with sincerity, with love, and with feeling. 117. Worry not whether our relationship will work or whether we'll lose that special touch, for you're bound to me forever, and I to you, and that love we share is special. The love that you and I share is far greater than the love you'll share with any other. End of message from Jesus. Why is it sometimes easier to love Jesus with a new partner? 1. Q. I find it easier to initiate loving Jesus with someone that I either haven't had a date with before, or who I won't be having regular dates with. Why is that? It seems that it would be easier for me to be comfortable with my regular date partners or someone I'm close to. It probably is like that for some people, but I seem to struggle more with it. 2. Jesus speaking. The enemy actively fights all those who love me intimately. He doesn't want us to spend that special time together, and he'll do anything to hinder you from getting around to it. He especially fights your loving me with others because of the great sample and testimony that it is to each other when you include me in your lovemaking. 3. The enemy fights everyone loving me intimately in different ways. For some it's easier to love me with a partner, but very humbling to love me in private. Others feel the opposite. 4. One reason it can be easier to love me with someone who you haven't had dates with or who you don't know very well is because you're starting from a clean slate. You don't have a lot of history, 
between the two of you, and you may not worry as much about what they'll think if you start to love me it's easier to start off including me in your dates from the very beginning with a person, so you have more conviction to do it the first time, it gets harder every time you put it off. 5. It can be difficult for you to include me in your times of lovemaking with a regular sharing partner, your mate, or lover, if you're used to sharing without including me if you didn't I immediately put the loving Jesus revelation into practice when it first came out, then the longer you wait, the more difficult it can be to bring up the subject, you know each other well, and pride and fear of man get in the way. 6. The enemy often attacks those who know each other well in this way by getting them to worry or fear what their mate or sharing partner is going to think about them if they start loving me intimately. Will they think that you've all of a sudden turned spiritual on them? Are you trying to put yourself above them? What if they don't want to or aren't into it? Are you going to lose their friendship, their love? There are all sorts of questions and doubts that the enemy can throw at you, and sadly, some have been hindered by these fears and it has kept them from stepping out and receiving my blessings in this area. 7. If you, as a married couple, sharing partners or lovers are not spending time with me together, drinking in the new wine and putting it into practice, or having honest communication and sharing your hearts, then this too will hinder you from being able to comfortably love me together. Loving main takes humility. If you're not used to manifesting some kind of humility together in your relationship, bearing your heart before each other, then it's going to be pretty difficult to love me it's not impossible, it's just going to take your effort. 8. You have to ask me to help you to overcome the familiarity that can't set in, either in your marriage or in any relationship that's been going on for some time. The enemy loves to cultivate familiarity, because that leads to stagnation and a lack of spiritual progress. When people are familiar with each other, they're less likely to pull each other up to correct each other, or to help move each other forward in living the new wine and putting it into practice, like loving me, for example. 9. If you do battle familiarity, then you need to make an even greater effort to pull out of it and to not let it hinder you or your partner spiritually. Talk about it together and explain your desire to make progress, to live the new wine more fully, and to love me intimately. By sharing your heart and desire, you give your partner the opportunity to also make a change in his or her life, and consequently open the door to growing together. 10. Those who have overcome their pride and have committed to loving me as a team, or with their sharing partners and lovers, find that loving me together is a natural marriage improver, that I have designed. If you love me together, you'll both be more humble. That in turn will give you greater honesty in communication. You'll then be more understanding of each other, and consequently more forgiving. You'll be more thankful and appreciative of each other, which will breed more love. 11. We are marriage partners too, and the closer you and your mate or your lover draw to me by loving me intimately, then the closer you draw to each other as well. Drawing closer to your mate or lover is a gradual change and does not happen overnight, but the change in your hearts can happen overnight, instantly, in fact. As you do what I have asked of you, you will receive the rewards I have promised you. 12. So despite whatever attacks the enemy throws at you, no matter what angle he tries to beset you from, don't let it move you. Don't let it hinder you from making progress. Don't let the devil stand in the way of your getting the blessings that I've promised to give when you love me make a stand and rebuke familiarity, pride, and all the other things that are holding you back. 
talk with those close to you, your lovers, mates and sharing partners, and make a fresh commitment to include me in all your intimate times. I'll more than reward you for it, and you'll begin to feel the blessings in both spiritual and physical ways. End of message from Jesus. 13. Mama. The Lord really understands the battles with familiarity that we face, doesn't he? This applies not only to loving Jesus but to many aspects of our lives where familiarity and fear of the opinions of man holds us back from changing and stepping out. It's a battle that many of us have to fight every day. 14. Speaking about loving Jesus specifically, you just have to launch out and make the decision to love Jesus intimately with your mate or sharing partner. Once you communicate with them about it and make a commitment to include the Lord in your times of lovemaking regularly, with time the awkwardness will lessen. It will become more natural to say loving words to the Lord and to your partner. After a while the new you will replace the old you, and you'll benefit from the increased love and admiration of your partner. Then you just have to keep it up. Communication about loving Jesus on your dates 15. Q. I have regular dates with a few men. Sometimes we include the Lord, sometimes we don't. I feel that we should include the Lord more and that it would make our times together more inspiring and fulfilling, but I find it difficult to bring up the subject. I'm not sure if my partners want to love Jesus in this intimate way or not. Or maybe they're just shy and are waiting for me to love Jesus before they join in. 16. Jesus speaking. My love, thank you for wanting to include me as much as possible. Thank you for desiring to love me as you do. It will bring not only you, but also your date partner, ever more fulfillment and satisfaction. I will fill you to overflowing with my precious seeds. It will be so beautiful. 17. The best thing to do is to talk to your date partners about it. You just have to openly, honestly and lovingly talk together about it. Ask them how they feel. Ask them if they find your dates spiritually fulfilling or not as inspiring as they would like. Ask them what changes they would like to make. Be honest and communicate with each other so that I can meet your needs and make this time more fulfilling. 18. I would be with you in all your dates, loving you intimately as you love others and me intimately, but you can ask your date partner how much he or she would like to include me and what they feel comfortable with. You don't have to love me in the same way or with the same intensity on every date or with each of your sharing partners, but you can always do something to include me discuss it with your partner and pray with him or her, and come to an agreement. 19. Then you can pray about the ways you will include me, whether it will be acknowledging me before you begin, loving me intimately throughout the date, or even receiving a sexy prophecy or scripty expressing your love words to me, and my words of love and desire in return, which you can read together. There are many ways you can express your love for me, with varying levels of intimacy and passion. I love the love we share, however it is manifested. 20. You'll be pleasantly surprised, my love at how thankful and appreciative they are for their dates with you. You'll also be pleasantly surprised at how willing they'll be to do their part to include me in the lovemaking, loving me intimately at the same time they love you. It's just a matter of taking this step and helping each other to be free in my spirit. 21. Your date partner might not say a lot during his dates if he's shy, 
but you can ask him if he'd like you to say more, and if he'd enjoy it if you said more loving words to me just be honest with him as to why you haven't loved me more vocally, out of concern for his feelings and not wanting to make him feel bad. It will draw you so much closer to your precious dates, these you've given a lot to and who you've tried your best to faithfully love. I will enhance your dates even more, so that you'll find a greater and more wonderful satisfaction in my spirit. End of message from Jesus. 22. Mama. This is a very common battle. That's because it can be difficult to openly and honestly communicate about your times of loving Jesus with your date partner. You must have genuine humility to initiate such a conversation, but as the Lord brings out, it's so important. It's really the only way to find out what your partner is thinking and feeling. Just think, both of you might be feeling the Lord's tug on your hearts to love him in a more intimate way during your dates, but if nobody speaks up about it, you'll miss the wonderful blessing of loving him together. 23. Another important reason why a calm MUNI passion is so necessary is because it lifts a standard against the enemy's devices. As long as you're assuming what the other person is feeling or figuring they don't want to love the Lord, or that they don't appreciate your efforts to love Jesus intimately, then the enemy has a way to get in and discourage you. When you communicate and ask your partner how he or she feels, then you know the truth, and the enemy can't lie to you anymore. The Lord also promised that he would bless your dates and make them more fulfilling as you communicate and bring him into your lovemaking. 24. I know it's humbling. It's very difficult for all of us to bring up such topics, but it's something that we just have to do. As you'll remember, Dad talked about the need for intimate honesty repeatedly in the letters. Here are a few which you might find helpful to review if you battle along these lines. The Magic Green Shirt, ML number 629, Volume Dart 5. Sexual Honesty, ML number 1339, Volume Dot 14. Sex and Honesty, ML number 1922, volume.16. Love words being misunderstood by your date partner 25. Q. Sometimes when I'm having a date and I'm saying love words to the Lord, I feel that the person I'm with might misunderstand my love words to Jesus, figuring that I have more feelings for them than I really do. There's just something about saying those words out loud, even if they're addressed to the Lord, that might make your partner assume that they're partially directed to them. 26. Should that be a consideration when having a loving Jesus date with someone, that maybe the partner might read something into it and feel that the other person likes them more than they do, or is in love with them? Is it too much to say those words and to have that loving time with Jesus if it's going to make the other person feel that there's more to the date than there really is? leaving one person having to contend with their date partner's feelings afterwards. 27. Jesus speaking. I understand how this kind of situation can't come up. The words that you say to me are words of real love, caring and adoration. Words have meaning and they're powerful, so when you say those words, it's not surprising that the other person feels their impact. They feel loved and cared for. Even though they know those words are being said to me, they still feel the power of those words and they like to hear those words because they bring love and encouragement. 28. It's understandable that someone could feel that those words were at least in part directed to them, and it could stir feelings within their heart. Hopefully it will stir emotions and feelings for me, but as there is a partner there, it's understandable that some of the feelings would be directed toward the partner too. 29. Yes. There could be some misunderstandings. 
There could be stronger feelings of love from one partner than from the other, but this shouldn't stop anyone from saying love words to me while they're together. 30. To refrain from saying loving words to me simply because one might interpret those words to mean that the other has strong feelings for them wouldn't be enough of a reason to not say love words to me saying love words to me with a partner will result in unity. It will bring out the love in their hearts, and they'll enjoy their time of loving and praising me. 31. It is also the responsibility of each individual to remind themselves that when they are with a partner who is saying love words to me, that those love words are directed to me. It is likely that saying love words to me while on a date will enhance the beauty of it and even the passion and enjoyment, for when I am included, I add a whole new dimension. Being aware that the reward for your obedience in loving me is that the date is beautiful and special will help you to remember to give me the glory and to direct your feelings of love to me if you are faithful to do this. It will not put unnecessary pressure on one of the partners, or make someone want to hold back with their love for me because they don't want to risk complications. 32. If one develops strong feelings for the other partner which are not reciprocated, then they will just have to pray together, talk together, be honest and open with one another. If they will, my spirit will help them overcome any difficulties. End of message from Jesus. See also loving Jesus exclamation point, part 7, ML hash 3033 colon 203205, what if your partner doesn't want to have loving Jesus dates? 33. Q. I have dates with someone who isn't interested in loving Jesus on our dates. I want to love Jesus and feel that it's important, but my partner doesn't feel comfortable with it. What should I do? I want to help my partner alone, and perhaps if I at least say love words to Jesus, in time, he'll warm up to it. On the other hand, I know that loving Jesus is a personal decision, and I don't want to be forcing it either. Does the Lord have any counsel about this? 34. Jesus speaking. Each person is different, and the circumstances and conditions affect the counsel that I would give. So the most important thing is to come to me if you find yourself in this situation, to receive my personalized counsel for you. 35. To one I would say to say love words to me, to encourage their partner alone. For all they need is time and to see a faithful sample of one willing to love me, willing to humble themselves so that they can please me and receive my blessings. They need to see a sample of the beautiful results and the wonderful spirit that takes over a time of lovemaking when their partner is including me and allowing me to be a part. To another I would give different counsel, depending on what the person is going through at that time in their life. 36. You must be mindful of your partner's wishes and sensitive to their desires. If they've made it clear that they've chosen to not partake of the loving Jesus revelation, then you must keep that in mind, and you may have to temper your loving me intimately in accordance with their faith or wishes when you are together. At the same time, they must understand and be willing to accept that you want to love me in this way, and permit you to do so in some form. This is a matter that you'll have to discuss with your partner and work out, in prayer and humility. 37. How do you temper your intimate loving of me if your partner is not in agreement? First you must come to me for the specifics, but I will give you some general guidelines. 38. Remember that no matter what, you can always continue to love me intimately in your heart and mind and spirit. If your circumstances do not permit you to love me aloud, I gladly garrys the love from your heart and the silent words and feelings that you're offering up to me. 39. However, 
for the most part you'll be able to include some measure of loving me intimately with your partner, even if they don't wish to participate in loving me themselves. You can do this by praying before your date and inviting me to join you, to be with you, to love you and make your time meaningful and sweet. You can praise me for the love and freedom that I've given you throughout the date as well. These are words of praise and love, and go hand in hand with loving me intimately, though they are not so sexually expressive or explicit. They carry a kindred spirit to loving me intimately. 40. Don't leave me out of your intimate times with another simply because they don't wish to include me as you are my intimate bride. I would expect for you to continue loving me and including me in some way. I also expect you to be a sample of that which you've learned, the joys of loving me and the beautiful sample of yieldedness and obedience to my words and call to love and give yourself to me, holding nothing back. This takes conviction, but if you're willing to be a wife that is proud of her lover and husband, then I will do the rest. I will care for you, I will give you wisdom, and I will help your sample of love to change the hearts and lives of those around you, to also turn them toward me through your unassuming, meek sample of being faithful to love me intimately as much as you can. 41. It's often the case that even though your partner may choose to not partake in actively loving me, in their heart they're content and happy if you do. They know that they should be making more progress in this area, and even if they aren't able to take a solid step forward just yet, they feel that as you love me intimately, they benefit in some way. And they do benefit from a measure of the increased love, spirit, and blessing that I give, because the sample of your loving me ardently and intimately convicts and strengthens them. It's important that you don't put off loving me simply because your partner is not fully comfortable with it or actively participating. 42. It's important, however, to discuss this with your partner and to bring the matter before my throne in order to receive my counsel and guidance. I'll show you just what to do at each step. Repeatedly come back to me if you find yourself in this position, for I wish to work through you and your sample of humility in order to win another bride to me. End of message from Jesus. Come deep into the spirit. 43. Mama. The following prophecy was sent to us from a man who, after reading the Sheikh UP 2000, GN, had asked the Lord how he could be strengthened for the days ahead. There are some beautiful jewels and word pictures in this message from the Lord, as he implores us to enter deep into his house and into his spirit, so that we can receive all that he has to give us. 44. Jesus speaking. I want you to enter into the house of your God, into the spirit, into the word and into the close fellowship and love making. Receive my deep kisses, enjoy my touches, my embrace, and love the words of my mouth as honey. 45. Your strength is in your desperation with me seeing your flesh fail and the house of your earthly tabernacle faltering, more and more full of aches and pains and physical failings, is troubling to you, but these are less bothersome to you than the failings of your spirit. The victories you would like to have often seem to elude you, and your spiritual weakness weighs more heavily and at times wears upon you more than physical failings. Physical failings you can excuse or dismiss as part of aging, but spiritual battles, failings, and weaknesses are things you want to be able to overcome. You want to conquer, but so often feel that you cannot. 46. All of these things that wear away at your spirit require my strength to walk you through. They require great spiritual strength, and great spiritual strength comes from abiding in me you know this very well, and when you just can't cope and things are impassable, you do come quickly to my arms, 
You do run to me but I don't just want you to run to me in trouble. I want you to abide with me come and live with me stay with me. You don't have to let the weights and worries and problems churn away and grind you down. You can't take that kind of wear and tear. That's the devil's grindstone, not mine. He wants to grind you up and sift you as wheat. He loves to break people down. He likes to break their connection with me. 47. More and more you have to live above this world so that nothing can offend you, so that you'll not be shaken by all the troubles and problems, by old friends departing, people you knew and loved and looked up to as spiritual guides and leaders in your life, people you respected but who now seem to have turned away from my arms, who do not care for my deep kisses, who do not want to say yes to my new gifts or my love making. You must come away with me so that I can keep you, and so that none of these things will move you. 48. I'm happy you have not said no to my love making, that you have not said no to my body, to my needs. I'm happy that you care nothing for your reputation, and desire only to please me I'm happy that you're delighted to be my lover. You crave me as a thirsty animal in a dry land, who finding cool water rejoices. Your soul rejoices at my touches, at my love, at my kisses, at my embrace, at the beauty of my body. Your only desire is to serve me in love. 49. Having tasted my love, you're addicted to me you burn to be with me and can't bear to be away from me for very long. Your heart and mind and body ache when you're not in my arms. So, I say, let me love you more and do not fear. You don't need to keep our love relationship secret, move in with me. Abide with me. Come and live with me and be my lover, my wife, my housekeeper. Share my bed, share my body. 50. I'm not ashamed to be married to you, so you shouldn't be ashamed to let others know you're married to me. I know you're not ashamed, but humble yourself and don't hold back out of fear. Besides, how can our true love hurt anyone? Let go and let me burn your broth. 51. The secret is not to keep battling with your old problems. The secret is to pack your bags and move in with me move out of your old life, your old habits, your old problems, your old ways of trying to do it yourself, trying to figure it out, trying to work it out, trying to hang on. You'll never make it that way. I'm the only one who made it, and can help you make it. I have a free ticket for you all the way to eternity and eternal happiness in the kingdom of heaven with their me dot, if you'll just pack your bags, move out of yourself, and move in with me. 52. Come on. Move in with me. What do you say? You like fucking, so how about letting me give you the fuck of your life? You want me, you want it, you want my love, you want me fucking you, loving you, so forget yourself. Move in with me. Let's get pitched and ditch all that old stuff that you keep dragging around. Quit waddling around town like a homeless old back woman with a push to problems, keeping bits of old trash and begging for coins, when you could be living in the house of the king. You could be driving around in my limousine and passing out my millions to the poor. You take care of me and I'll take care of you and your problems, and help you take care of a whole lot of others and a whole lot of other problems. 53. Don't be like those guys who think they're doing such a service for me in life, but they just never take time to know me they never get to know me, so I have to say to them, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you, what a shock. And they say, but we've done many mighty works in your name. Oh yes, they like to use me, but they hate to let me use them. They always want to do it their way, not my way. 
It's like this saying, now, God, will take the kingdom of heaven from here. You did your part and will take over now. Well, that's not the way it works. The branch has to abide in the vine. 54. So it is with this new perching of the family. You can follow the rules and even be quite a sweet and friendly person, but just keeping the charter regulations is not going to save you. You're still not going to have the strength to keep going unless you abide in me, unless you really plug into me, unless you really fall in love and hang on to me for dear life. 55. I'm the only one who is able to keep you. You can't keep yourself even by trying to keep all the rules. Of course, if you really love me, you'll want to keep my commandments. But it all boils down to the question, do you really love me? How much do you love me? Do you love me enough to be my disciple? Do you love me enough to be my wife, to abide with me, and in me, and let me abide with you and in you? I know that that's your heart's desire, so go for it. End of message from Jesus. Spending time with Jesus in heaven 56. Q. In heaven will we be able to have love up time with Jesus the same way we do now? In grapevine number 9, there's an account of a spirit trip experience where the Austin girls talked about the new name that everyone would get in heaven, that it's Jesus' special lover name, for each of us, and that when you're called by that name, it's your special love up time with him for some reason this hit me hard, as I felt that I wasn't going to be able to always be with him like I am down here, and that I wouldn't be as special to him anymore. 57. Jesus speaking, only through faith will you be able to understand the essence of my love. It can't be measured with the sands of time. No calculations can fully explain my love. My love can't be bought or sold. It has no end or beginning, no length or breadth. Though I love everyone, I don't love en masse. My love is more personal than the love of a mother, of husband or wife, or lover. I love you personally, my dear one, and with each passing day our love will only grow stronger and deeper. Stronger and deeper it will grow, on through eternity. 58. The key to fully knowing my love is to accept it in faith, to close your eyes and open your heart to my spirit, to my whispers, believing that I do indeed love you as I say I do. And when I welcome you to our home of heaven where we'll be together for eternity, you'll joyfully discover that the love you've come to know in me and our intimate relationship of love has only scarcely begun. 59. I want so much to make you happy, and I know that the mysteries of heaven will surprise you, thrill you, and bring you happiness. And one of the great mysteries in heaven is the mystery of my love. It's a love that is spiritual, but also touches the physical. A love that is pure and holy, yet passionate and sexy. A love that goes beyond what the human mind can fathom, for it is not a human love. Human love is but a taste of my love. 60. There are many questions and even worries about what form our love will take when my bride is forever united with me in the heaven lies. When our love is no longer merely spiritual, carried on in your heart and mind, but when we can see and feel and know each other. I know each of these questions, these anxieties, and I say that they can all be relieved through faith. Trust that my love is so great that what I choose for us will be pleasing for you. 61. I've chosen not to reveal to you all the secrets and the mysteries of the hereafter, but I will tell you this, we will retain that spiritual relationship, the satisfying loving that you can experience on earth.
You'll always be special to me, and I'll be with you at all times. It's important to come to know me intimately while on earth, for it will be the basis of our relationship in the heavenlies. We'll have the same special, personal love that we have now. At any time you wish you can enjoy my wonderful and satisfying spiritual lovemaking, and the fulfillment of receiving my seeds and my blessings. But I will also call you to come and fellowship with me face to face, and this will be different than the time that you spend with me in spirit. We can know each other in the spiritual realm and in what you could call the physical realm. 62. The most important thing is to have faith. Faith to love me now as you do, and faith to wait until you get to heaven before trying to understand the workings of heaven. Even if I were to explain the ways of heaven in detail, the frail mind would not be able to comprehend or understand, and it would only cause you to become confused. Have I not asked you to trust me for today? To worry not about tomorrow or the years to come, let alone try to comprehend heaven and eternity and the mysteries and secrets that will be kept so until you arrive here. Leave something to be discovered. 63. Enjoy what I've revealed to you about your present times and the days at hand. Rejoice that you can know me not only as Lord and Saviour, but that I've shared with you my human side, and that you can know me as a friend, a lover, and a husband. There's so much more to come that I can assure you you'll never be bored. Take each day as it comes and you'll be thankful you didn't get ahead of my plan. End of message from Jesus. 64. Mama. Here's another message that gives a glimpse into some of the beauties and mysteries of the love relationship we'll enjoy with our lover in heaven. Isn't it exciting to look forward to such wonderful surprises? 65. Jesus speaking. These loving feelings and tender touches are a glimpse of how we will love each other once you cross over to the other side, once we're together in heaven. I can't put into human words, or describe in a way that you can understand, how perfect and how wonderful, how complete our love will be then. For now you thrill and delight in our lovemaking, and now I bestow upon you the treasures of heaven, my words, my seeds, my love. Yet when you come to me face to face, there will be such a feeling of love such a tangible, real, complete, satisfying and fulfilling depth of communication and oneness, that you can't even comprehend it now. I say this delight, this pleasure, this total rapture, for when the time comes, I leave it a mystery, I keep it a surprise, just how and how much we will feel and partake of each other's love when you pass over to this side. 66. I've given you strong meat and full-bodied wine through this revelation of my spirit, this revelation of how we can love one another and be one together. Yet I have even richer, sweeter wine that we'll share together in kingdom come. Both are sweet, both are rich, both are total pleasure and pure love. Yet, just as in lovemaking there are different positions and different ways through which you reach orgasm, so there are different ways of making love to me in this life I've shown you the way in which I wish for you to love me through this you've begun to enter into the realm of the spirit. Further on, once you completely enter the world of the spirit and leave the flesh behind, I'll teach you and show you new ways of loving me. 67. Keep loving me, my ravishing bride. I need and want and desire and hunger for your love, your touches, your caresses, your passionate, erotic love-making. I love to ravish you with my love, and I love to be enraptured with yours. I love to fuck you, to fill you to overflowing with all my love and power. I fill you with much, so that you can pour it forth unto others and also help them to feel and know and believe in my great, wonderful, beautiful love. End of message from Jesus.
Mama's waving experience 68. Mama. Not long after the Lord had given us the loving Jesus revelation, I began having an unusual physical manifestation while saying love words to Jesus and making love with him in the spirit. It was an involuntary jerking of my body, in my solar plexus region, similar to the movements of a woman's body when a man is fuck ing her hard. Peter also had the same experience. I asked the Lord about it and what it meant, and he gave the following answer. 69. Jesus speaking. I am really affecting you, and I really do fill your body with my penis and my seeds. I let you experience this and I have manifested myself to you in this physical reaction that you felt in your body. 17. I let you feel, see, and experience this waving or undulating or pulsating, the movement that you felt deep down in your solar plexus, that you could actually visibly see in your body moving just as it does when a man fucks a woman real hard, as a touch of my love to you. This manifests you physically that I'm really there fucking you and filling you with my seeds. 71. It's a touch of my love to you for loving me intimately, for obeying and coming when I call, for making love to me and fucking me, for opening your heart and your pussy to me, and letting me enter into you. The seeds which I pump into you are being manifested not only in spiritual ways through giving you more understanding of my ways and my spirit through giving you more wisdom and knowledge and love and peace and all those beautiful fruits of my spirit, but they're also being manifested in you physically. They make your body pulsate and intuitive and experience the thrills of spiritual and physical orgasm. They unite you with my heart and my spirit, they unite you and your partner with me, and the result is a beautiful spiritual connection. 72. It is not reserved for you only, my queen. It is not reserved just for you or the king but it is available to anyone who has the faith to reach out and receive it. Anyone who has the faith or who wants it can't ask me for it. Just like your father David explained to you that if you wanted to fuck him in the spirit, you could call on him and he would fuck you. Just like I can make love to you and you can experience those physical and spiritual thrills, so can I make love to any one of my children who reaches out and receives by faith. 73. So tell them about your experiences with me so that they can have it too, so that they will know that it is reality. It's not just a spiritual experience. I can be everywhere and anywhere. I can become real to them, and my seeds are real. End of message from Jesus. 74. Mama. Isn't that fascinating? The Lord can actually manifest himself physically while you're loving him, if you have the faith for it and want to experience it. Of course, like the Apostle Paul said in 1 Cor. 12, we all get the Spirit when we ask for it, but sometimes we get varying gifts or manifestations of it. So if you don't receive this one particular gift or manifestation, there's no need to feel bad. The Lord has probably given you another one to make up for it, or will in the future. And the most important thing is still to love Him, whether He gives us gifts or signs or not. Of physical benefit of loving Jesus 75. Mama. Some time ago I had to make a trip, and during the week prior to my trip, the Lord gave the following very interesting message, linking the increased strength and health that he was going to give me for my trip to the times of intimate love ing I would spend with him. Here's an example of a physical benefit of spending time in the bed of love with our sexy husband. And it sure works. The Lord strengthened me and kept me in wonderful health, a total miracle. 76. Jesus speaking. I know that you, my queen, my Maria, will need extra strength and help during this time, 
Thank you, my precious one, for being so sweet and praiseful and for constantly testifying of the healing and the strengthening that you've received in recent months. You have glorified me and lifted up my name as you rejoice in me and in the improved health that I've given you. 77. I'd like to let everyone know one of the reasons for this change and the improvement in your health, and what it is that has made such a difference and given you so much healing and strength. Of course, you are faithful to let your health requests be made known, not only for your own sake, but for the sake of your work and your important job. Because of this and the faithful prayers of your family and loved ones, I'm able to fight for you and for your healing. I hear every prayer, and answer it according to my will and purpose. However, there's something else which has helped to keep you and to strengthen you to such a degree that you are now able to make this trip. 78. Even in the physical realm, many people who have debilitating afflictions or are suffering from great pain often experience a supernatural surge of euphoria and well-being, a temporary release from their pain and a touch of healing and emotional high during times of lovemaking and sex. The chemical reactions which are produced and brought on during lovemaking, and especially during climax, help to release indifference healing energies and painkillers, which give a momentary touch of heaven, allowing people to feel much better and to be free from the enemy's clutches of pain and discomfort. 79. You, my darling bride, are one of my most ardent lovers, always opening up to me and letting me love you and fuck you and enjoy fervent and passionate lovemaking with you. Because of this, you are physically benefiting from the constant release of these euphoric healing chemicals which are released and pumped through your body, bringing you relief from the headaches and from the seriously debilitating health problems which you've often experienced. 80. I love you, my Maria, and love to fill you with my healing balm and seeds. So as you step out by faith on this strenuous trip, I, your own personal physician, promise to be close by your side, ready to administer aid whenever you need it. As you continue to open yourself up to me and to love me passionately, I will make sure that the physical problems and difficulties which you experience will not seem as severe or affect you as strongly as they otherwise would. I, the great physician, will give you health and strength. I will be your comfort and your strength and your elixir of love. 81. You've heard it said, as they went, they were healed, and that is true in more ways than one. So, my precious lover, I promise that as you continue to let me love and fuck you, I will continue to make you go. And as you go, you will continue to be healed and to receive grace and relief from pain. 82. My sweet darling, keep loving me and fucking me. Keep going, and you will continue to be healed. Keep looking to me and the things of the flesh will grow strangely dim in the light of my glory and grace. End of message from Jesus. The people that do know their God shall be strong. 83. Q. Daniel 11.32 says, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries, but the people that do know their God shall be strong, and do exploits. Where's the word no, in this particular verse used at all in a sexual way? 84. Jesus speaking. Knowing man as one's Lord and God means different things to different people. Each must choose his own path, and each must determine the way in which he will personally know me as his Lord and God, Saviour, friend, and more. To you, the family, to know me is to know me intimately, personally, and in a sexual manner also. 85. So for you, my family, to know me in the days to come and in the end time days, when they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. You can know me in every respect.
your strength will be even greater than other Christians because of it, because of our intimate, personal, sexual lovemaking and fellowship in the Spirit, great will be your comfort and peace and strength, but it will not be the same for all people, there will be many people who do know me who will also be strong, but they will not gain their strength through their sexual, intimate fellowship with me, they will gain their strength from that which they personally have faith in, which is through my word as they have been taught and shown it. Yet you, my intimate children, who both gain strength and faith from my words, my spirit, as well as from loving me intimately, will have double strength. 86. I knew that there would be those among you who would have such faith and who would be willing to cleave to me as my brides, no matter what the world would say. I knew that there would be those among you who would lift up my name as their lover, husband, and intimate soulmate. For you I give these words as a greater comfort in the days to come, and as a mighty sword and weapon against the attacks of the enemy. With such strong faith in the weapon of my word you will do greater exploits in my name. End of message from Jesus. Love Goddesses of Heaven 87. Mama. The following prophecy was given for a young woman in my home who, with so much to do, hadn't been spending enough time with the Lord. When the Lord corrected her about some areas of her work, he drew her attention to the fact that her relationship with him had recently been lacking. She began to hear from the Lord personally every day, and after a sweet time in private of masturbating while loving Jesus, he gave the following message. 88. Jesus speaking, I love you now more than ever, because you're loving me more. Those who love me most, follow me closest. And they love me because they wish to, not because they must. Your love must come from the heart, not just from good intentions. The words of the lips and the effort put forth will suffice in bringing down my blessings, for that is what I've asked of my children. But those who feel a deep and desirous love, I'm not speaking of physical or emotional feelings here, but simply the spiritual need and weakness and knowledge of their need for me, I'm especially happy with, because through feeling and meeting their desire and longing, my desire and longing is also filled. 89. I know that this has been difficult for you, and though you've wanted to and even have felt bad about it lately, you've felt that something has been missing something that would have kept you closer to my side and thinking about loving me more and instigating our times of loving. What was missing was the knowledge of your weakness and great need for me as it was. I had to rely on your times of reading my words and the united loving more than the personal one-on-one -on -one loving that I've been desiring. 90. But being the good shepherd that I am, I have taken you, my little lamb, and I have broken your leg. It was not harsh nor severe but I broke it in just the right spot to get your attention, to cause you to look to me, to need me, to desire me, to feel your weakness and necessity. The fruits of this breaking of your leg and instruction are bearing good fruit, my little lamb. Now you're coming to me and feeling the need for me I'm putting within your heart more of a longing, in answer to the cries and pleas of your heart, for you know that you need it and you can't be happy without it. You need it for the inspiration of your day for the ability to get through your work. So isn't that a wonderful benefit? 91. I greatly rejoice and it touches my heart that you desire to spend that intimate time with me today, loving me, not worrying about others or interruptions, just feeling so needy for me and my spirit and my presence, wanting to show me that you love me and needed me and wanted to be open and honest with me about your feelings. I've missed that, and I hope that we'll have more of those sexy, intimate encounters. 
the times you spend with me, imbibing my seeds and drinking deeply of the fountain of loving waters, will refresh and rejuvenate you and cause you to glorify me in that which you do, which is the goal. 92. So continue to come to me regularly. Make it a goal to set aside some time each week, at least once, to have a special time only with me allow us the pleasure of an intimate and sexy time, and you can be assured that it will be hot and ravishing, for I know just how to strike desire in you, my little love goddess. 93. Did you know that there are many goddesses of love in my kingdom? And to those who are especially desirous comes a portion of this intense spirit of love and desire which these goddesses possess. The more you come to me and desire me, the more of this spirit will be given to you, and the more it will fill you with pleasure and satisfaction. For some this comes in the physical, for others in the spiritual, for others both. That's why I called you my little love goddess, for those moments we spent together were of that quality, that desire, that heat, to be awarded that turn. 94. It is such a special thing to love me, and no matter how much I could repeat this to you, when you arrive here and your eyes are unmasked and you behold the glory and splendor of this new relationship that you've had with me, you'll be awestruck and taken aback at the beauty, love, light and incredibility of what it has all meant. You'll wish that you'd prized it more, cherished it more fervently, thanked me more, loved me more, and been as in love slave to me for on this earth you can't possibly see all the blessings and treasures and honors I've given you through this gift of loving me intimately. 95. This is the next step of your strength and ING. Love Maine more intimately, more fervently, more passionately. Love Maine with desire, so that no desire is withheld, from you or from those around you. Allow Maine to fill your spirit with hot desire and longing. At the same time that you do this, read the words that I've spoken about this precious gift, so that your faith will be bolstered, and so that you can understand and be more appreciative. This will help you to not hold back. Do not be bashful, do not be timid or concerned about what other people think. For will it not be more important on that day when you stand before me, what I think and what all of heaven thinks, as opposed to what one human being thought of your loving me? There's no comparison. In doing so, you stack up for yourself ecstasies in heaven, my sweet one. End of message from Jesus. Jewels for lovers, sharing partners, and married couples 96. Mama. In the first duel in this next section, our sexy lover tells us what the secret is to letting ourselves go and experiencing the orgasms of his love. 97. Jesus speaking. The secret to letting yourself go and experiencing the orgasms of my love will be in accepting and believing that not only do I love you, but I'm wild about you, I'm crazy for you, I'm hungry and thirsty for you. I could never compare the way I love you with the way I love another, and I don't compare the way you love me and give yourself to me with the way another of my brides gives herself to me for you give me your all, and that's the most you can give, and the best you can give, and that's just what I want, and what turns me on. 98. I love experienced lovers, and I also love young, new lovers, who are learning and discover ING and experimenting, it's so exciting, it's so sexy, it's such a thrill, such a rush. So think about that when you love me think about how special you are to me, how I'm just crazy for you, and how you thrill me. Think about how completely and fully I love you every inch of your body, your whole being. End of message from Jesus. 99. Mama. 
This next prophecy outlines some of the specific benefits we receive when we're faithful to spend time with Jesus in love Machai NG and in his word and communion with him. The blessings that the Lord promises really do translate into tangible benefits. Do you want more love, patience, grace, tenderness, and passion in your life? Try loving the Lord and setting aside quality time with him daily. 100. Jesus Speaking my little children, you are pleasing unto me I've seen the desire deep in your heart to draw closer to me, to be near me in spirit, to be near me together. I've seen that you make time for my word, even to the hurt of your work, and even as great sacrifice at times. I've seen the sacrifices that you make for me, and I'm pleased. These result in my blessings upon you. 101. Haven't you noticed that your calm communication has been better? that your love has grown deeper, that your life is becoming smoother. For every time that you love me together, every time that you praise me together, every time that you take time to read my word and to pray and to seek my face together, I store up another blessing for you, another ounce of grace that I send down at a time when you need it, another sharp word that I help you to withhold, another measure of patience and of grace and of love that I send down to smooth your ruffled nerves. These are direct results that you don't always realize, but they're very real. 102. Pam you have too much love in your life. Too much patience. Too much tenderness. Too much grace. Too much passion. No, you can't. Even so, you can never have too much word, too much prayer, too much praising, too much loving me every time you love me intimately, praise me, read my word, pray and seek me earnestly. Another blessing is stored up for you. So if you want more blessings, if you want more joy, more peace, more tenderness, more passion, then you know what to do. Do your part. Send main up the building blocks, and I'll return them to you speedily. 103. As you grow in your relationship with me, you'll see the results of these things more directly, and thus it will be an ever-increasing cycle where you will love me more and I will bless you more, and you will love me more for it and I will bless you more for it. And on and on we shall go, loving each other more, growing closer together, blended as one, and loving each other more and more each day. End of message from Jesus. 104. Mama. And here's a hot tip from Ted for all of you couples, sweethearts, lovers and sharing partners on how to accelerate your progress in spirit, become freer and less inhibited, while enjoying sexier than ever lovemaking. 105. Tad speaking. If you want to get free in spirit and make a lot of progress quickly, go for the loving Jesus revelation. Go for loving the Lord. Fuck him together, say those love words, get down to some hot love making with Jesus. Receive his seeds, tell him sexy praises, receive prophecies of love together. That really brings the spirit into your love making, and there's nothing sexier than the wild wind of God. 106. The more you bring the word into your lovemaking, the more you bring the freedom of the spirit into your lovemaking, because the word is the opposite of pride. The word brings humility, the word brings freedom, the word is what gives rebirth. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for his word, and thank the Lord for the loving Jesus revelation, and thank the Lord for you who practice it and who know how to love is the wild and free gypsy children of David. End of message from Dad. An illustration of the intimacy the Lord wants to share with us 107. Mama. P.S. Before this letter was to go off, we shared it with our home, and a young man on our staff sent me a beautiful prophecy he'd received after reading it. 
He said that, although he'd never had a problem with the concept of loving Jesus, he'd never done much to put it into effect in his own life. He'd battled with it in the past, and after reading this letter, he was again having a few battles about loving Jesus and why it was necessary. So he took it to the Lord, God bless him, and received the following inspiring answer. 108. Jesus speaking. The marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife hath made herself ready. 109. Why is it so difficult for you to accept these truths of the Spirit in the manifestations of your flesh? You find them so hard to believe, so hard to understand, so difficult to enact, when they are like a skit or physical illustration to you of my great love for you. 110. Do you find it hard to take communion because it is flesh and blood that you are supposed to be partaking of, rather than bread and wine? Or do you just accept, enjoy and obey because you know it is what I have asked of you? 111. In the same way, this ceremony is like a skit, an illustration of the intimacy that I feel with you, of the love I would share with you, and that I do share with you in the spirit. It is as a little ceremony of dedication, a little picture of the love that we share together, the role that you are to play as my bride, as one who belongs to me and delights to serve me in my house, and to represent me to all who come to seek after my name. 112. Like your own skits, it demonstrates physical truths and things which happen in the spirit. When you perform skits such as the box skit, it symbolizes my power to set men free. And if men receive me as they watch it, they are set free. So when it is received by faith, the skit is accompanied by action in the spirit and is even felt in the physical. 113. It is the same with communion. UN believers may receive me during this time, and those who already know me may receive healing during this time. As I see those who partake manifest their faith during this ceremony, as they act out their faith in my words, then I bless their faith with action in the spirit and healing in the physical. 114. Loving men intimately is similar. As you say love words to me, or masturbate or love others while loving me, you put your love and your faith into action. And as I have said, I am there to participate, and I reward you in ways both spiritual and physical. I give you the extra closeness and intimate link with me which you desire and hunger after, peace and fulfillment of mind and heart, my seeds in the form of my words, and the many other blessings that I have mentioned before. So while it is like unto a skit, it has significance both spiritually and physically. For you are more than actors. You are my brides. 115. So I ask you to say the love words, both for my sake, that I may find pleasure in them and in your love for me, and for your sake, that you might realize the great love that I feel for you and the very real way in which I feel it, so real that I desire you to partake of it in the most intimate feelings and moments you can experience as humans, the ecstasies of sex. 116. So I would that you do it, as oft as you do it, in remembrance of me, as a communion a picture of my holy passion for you, and how we become one in spirit. 117. Just as the communion ceremony repair scented the price that I paid to ransom you as my servants and friends, so this little ceremony, this little skit I give you to act out with each other, serves as a picture of how I have taken each of you and made you my brides in spirit. I have set you free to enjoy the passions of love and ecstasy, both with each other, and above all, with me. 118. Is this so hard to understand or grasp? 
Is it not something you can do, and even find great pleasure in, simply by yielding, by accepting this by faith, by trusting me for those things you may still not understand about it, knowing that all shall be made known and be made clear in times to come. 119. Oh, please, my love, come to me and bear yourself before me in this way, that you may show the world that you are mine, that you belong to me, that I have not only ransomed you from the jaws of the death of sin, but that I have chosen you to be my bride, my lover. Such is my desire for you. Such is my love. And this is one of the most beautiful ways that we can share it. Would you withhold this from me? Would you withhold this gift from yourself? 120. Open your arms and embrace it. Open your heart and accept it. Then bear your flesh and receive it. It is a gift that will be humbling, but its price is greater than rubies, and its rewards above what your heart could dream. Can you not do this for me, knowing that it brings me the greatest pleasure to see you humbly and meekly seeking to bring me joy, when I know it is difficult for you? 121. But I know more, that it is good for you, and that these are the steps you will have to take to find the confidence you will need as my wife, in my power, in my love for you, and in the very real way that I am with you. It is this confidence, this strength, this maturity and freedom in the spirit that will bring you the strength, conviction and power that will need to be pulsing through you in the day when Satan seeks to cast his snares upon those of this world. 122. In that day you will be thankful that I asked these seemingly difficult things of you, for they will have helped you to grow up in the spirit, no longer a child, but full grown and seasoned in strength and battle, strong in the assurance of my love and care for you, and the devotion with which I look upon you as my beloved wife. End of message from Jesus. 123. Mama. I pray that the Lord and Ted's words on this subject have inspired and encouraged you to keep loving Jesus intimately. For those of you who haven't started yet, now's the time to begin. Your loving husband will gently lead you along one step at a time as he showers you with blessings and the benefits of yielding and obeying by faith. Thank you for being willing to be his yielded, tender, receptive and sexy bride. Love, Mama.